Time to cheer. Yes, it is. Time to cheer. Let's do this. You ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Do it. Five, four, buy it. Do it. Now. You just divided me, kind of. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Hey, hey, hey. Hey to you, Katie. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Katie. I feel like, is that come with a, a sound like, go, 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 go. That's yeah. a pigeon. You eat pigeons on <laughs> Thanksgiving? I'll have to brush up on my turkey. Yeah. First, we catch the squirrel. And then we Sean eat the squirrel. Sean that that's him speaking squirrel. It's really not. Listen, if you ever want to talk to a squirrel or get its attention. Mm. It's that's more like it get its attention. Hear. And but the squirrel stops, stands and it looks up, at you. and then gives you a little finger with his paws. <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs away. He says, fuck you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this episode of Opinions That Don't Matter is sponsored by Podcorn. <gasps> Yay. Thank you, Podcorn. Yeah. I just can't I get over. I just like that name. It's kind of cool. Podcorn. Not popcorn. Podcorn.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read verbatim. Okay. I just can't get over how easy it is to use. No, I'm just kidding. Those are my words. Um, with that said, we aren't buying a Ferrari anytime soon. No. But maybe we'll buy a model of a Ferrari because Podcorn is working. We are seeing ads come in, which I'm thinking Yay! is pretty cool. Um, it's a marketplace. That's We're big con- time, baby. Well, we're, we're, we're mid, middle time, baby. Well, we're, we're starting small out. time, baby. Yeah. Okay, so what does Podcorn do? Tell us. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, and topical discussions, and much, much more. With Podcorn, there's no middleman, and podcasters of all sizes, so that's us. <laughs> You're the skinny one, we're I'm the, the, uh, the thick one. Um, podcasts of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. Yeah. yeah. The marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom and full control of how and when you monetize. Click the link in our show notes to sign up on Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Visit podcorn.com today. Good job, honey. Thanks. Thanks, I'm, Podcorn. I'm working on my my broadcaster voice. You're doing great. 10 and out of 10. fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> You'll read anything you put on the teleprompter. Oh, my it's God. It's true. I'll, I'll read any ad. Well, almost any ad. <laughs> but it is actually pretty cool. Um, the one thing I do like about it is how easy it is to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a lot of websites these days, just like everyone else at home. Yeah. And but I we just, have a lot of podcasters that listen. That's actually pretty interesting. And with that, so I'm going to roll into a quick... Um, a quick story? Yeah. Uh, it's a letter that came in, uh-huh. and I just think it ties in nicely with this. It's nothing to do with the ad. Um, but uh, this comes from Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hello. Hi. Alyssa says, greetings and salutations, Katie and Sean. Well, that's Howdy a beautiful do. way to start a letter. I know. Howdy-do. That's People my don't response. write that anymore. They don't. You just say, what up, B? That's not even how you talk at all. In my emails, it is. No, you don't. All right. Uh, first off, I really enjoy the podcasts and Katie's videos. Yay. But which one do you like more, Alyssa? Yeah, we already know. <sighs> okay. Katie's videos are like a gateway drug to this podcast. You know, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I feel like this would be a gateway into those. That's videos. true. I think that's a better mm-hmm. way of looking at it. be the better flow of information. <clears throat> okay, continue. I, Alyssa, mm-hmm. have started my own podcast <gasps> with my best friend because of you. Yay. And I just think it's cool. We should probably talk about it mm-hmm. just a quick second. The podcast mm-hmm. is called Back to air one so okay. back um, to air one yeah. check it out check it out google it i love back it to air one you guys asked us to send in our weird christmas traditions mm. in a previous yes. podcast so here's mine i'm so excited uh should i read it in an odd voice or 
I don't care. Just no. read it already. <laughs> Normally, right after we open up the presents, there's a ton of wrapping paper all over the place. So as a family, we make a snowman using all the wrapping paper on the ground. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Unfortunately, like we'll never be able to do this as my family, uh, as a family, because my parents just got a divorce. Anyways, <gasps> thanks for all you guys do. Peace. Alyssa. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I read it. I was like, well, you know. That's awesome. Yes, your parents I mean, just I'm got sorry divorced. that they got a divorce, but I just No, love, you said that's awesome. I love the way she wrote it. It's really funny. And like, then peace. peace. <laughs> but I, I think it's cool that you started your own okay. podcast. So. It is super cool you started your own podcast, and I'm sorry about your parents. But I don't think she's that hung up about it. Maybe. Maybe it's a joke. You let us know. Was I wrong to laugh? I apologize. No, you're not wrong to but laugh. But on the live stream, yeah. the Patreon live stream, I learned because I knew, okay, some things as a dumb American, I own as said dumb American that like I should know other things. And I know because I was a nanny to these two girls that were from London. Katie, you that, shouldn't shit all over that your That when voice. you do peace sign, you always want the fingers that are put together to be facing outwards. Otherwise, it could be like you're flipping someone off. Do you know where that comes from? Well, you can tell me that in a minute because I t on the live stream, I don't know how we even got on this topic, but I was, oh, I think I was like, peace out about like some dickwad that hurt somebody and they're writing in a question about him. Peace out like that? No, but then some, somebody made a comment. You should do that, you know, like, but it's this way. It's like the flipping off. It's you do it upwards. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I just knew you didn't do a, a reverse peace sign because a lot of Americans would do stuff like, like peace, you know? Like even throw gangster, the they throw up the, but it's not it's gangsters not, and Instagrammers, but it's not meant to be a, it's not the same as fuck you. It's, it's really like peace out. Like I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do it in that voice when I do it because I'm cool, but I'm not. Anyway, turns out it's not just dumb Americans. Yeah. People in Canada don't, didn't know people in Australia didn't know. Oh, there's a lot. I don't know. That's not representative no, of Canadians. But I think just... it's something specific to Europe in some fashion. So where did that come from? Educate us, Sean. Well, I'm going to put out what I think it is. Mm -hmm. And then you as an audience, fact feel check. free to fact check and say, <laughs> again, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I get a lot of that. <laughs> That's your brand. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> so on brand. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just talk. Opinion that I'm don't matter. very good at that game. Um, headbands. No. What's the one where you lie? Headband. Oh. Uh, like you have, there's like three truths and a lie and you... You have to put the lie in. It's like a board game or something. Anyways, doesn't matter. So this not doing a very good job is peace, it. right? But yes. it's not even peace. That's victory. So it's not a peace sign. It means victory after war. But it was adopted, I think, by the hippies um, during the, the 60s movement. Because peace, man. We're going to turn this into a good thing because we were anti-war at the time, right? Yes, we exactly. So I think they gotcha. hijacked a perfectly good war symbol of victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that's what happened. Uh, this, however, is how British people tell someone to F so off. So British people. Like that, I yeah. think. Not it's, like this. It's not, no, it's not this. like this. They said it was like this. Yeah. So what we're doing right now, just so you know, instead of doing the peace sign, we're flipping it around. And so the back of your hand is facing the person. Yeah. And you do like a motion upwards, yes. like twice. I believe, I bet you people from uh, the UK right now are like, get to the point. We already know what it means. But... What I think it means is uh, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far mm -hmm. away. No. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in, uh, let's say the hundreds of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, Middle Ages maybe. Okay. Uh, an English king had his eyes taken out by a French king as a form of punishment. Like there was a war, they lost, and they took his eyes out. 
and that was the punishment. And so okay. now when I think you mean you want to tell someone to fuck off, it's like, I'll take your eyes out or like, oh, yeah. So it's, you know, people used pretty to be barbaric. pretty barbaric. Yes. Yeah. Now, now this is, people this is my comprehension. And... I could be wrong. You, you write in and let us know if that's. You let us know. That's uh, as far as I'm aware across the pond, what your traditions are. You take someone's eyes out and then you taunt them for centuries. Uh, <laughs> and then it becomes a symbol at like. Uh, and then people don't even know that that's what it means. Soccer matches end. or footy or whatever you call it. You know, you. No, you're... soccer and footy. Those are two totally different things. Mm. The footy. Yeah. That's an Australian only thing. No, football is soccer. What's the thing in, in Australia that we went to? Australian rules football. I thought it was called the footy. People said we're going to the footy. Mm -mm. You well, guys, you let us know again. We don't know much correct, about Because I swear to God, that was what the guys said that when Duncan and them went, they said we were going to the footy. Oh, oh. I'm going to Google yeah, it because yeah. I think you're wrong. <sighs> so many things to talk about. I only like to Google when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that one. That's a That's a good saying. <clears throat> it's an Australian footy. Yeah. So uh, it's been a busy week. It has. Yes. Australian ru rules football. So I guess we're both kind of right. They call them the footy. Oh. Hey. So Australian rules football, officially known as Australian football or simply called Aussie rules also. Right. If I was a macho man, I'd be mad that my wife was explaining, was woman-splaining sports to me. But I'm not a, not a macho man. So Macho, macho man. That's right. Did we talk about the Roku environment last week, Katie? About, um, no, like, we did graphics? not. Okay. We did not. I have a little thing I want to talk to the audience about now. Okay. Um, being uh, cord cutters, I think they call us. Like, okay. Uh, I feel like we've we cut a cord just to pick up another cord. Yes, but here's the deal: we cut a cord, and then we looked for a system that we could use mm -hmm. at home. Um, there's Chromecast. There's Amazon. There's Hulu. Uh, Wuchu Wuchu. There's uh, oh, no, you're Zing Zang. Systems. It's not Hulu then. Right. It's, it's Roku, Chrome, Fire, Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. And whatever else. I don't yeah. know. Canadian Popsicle Stick. There's that one too. Mm, but that one's, you know, you got to turn the antenna like we talked about before. And Basically, just, it turns your TV into a smart TV, basically right? Basically, by our own. Because mm -hmm. we have a TV that is not. Uh, it's um, not smart. It's not smart. It's not, it's not it's a not smart TV. It's not wicked smart. Yeah. Okay. So we have that little dongle that we plug in. How and that's dare a Roku. You? I just love the word dongle. Recently, um, and this was something that I stumbled upon. Okay, yes. And I I was really um, unaware what I had stumbled upon, and now I'm obsessed with it. And okay. yet I have not Googled it. Usually, Can you get to the point, dude? When there's Jeez a, Louise. When there's a puzzle, uh, I, I, I don't like trying to solve a puzzle. I like to Google it because it's so much easier. Yes, to, we don't let our brains do the work anymore. But this time I did. <gasps> okay. Roku has a screensaver. Now, if you're familiar with the screensaver. Oh, yes. I'm very familiar because Sean talks about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I first noticed, and this so is the easy. the screensaver, just FYI, is kind of this purplish hue with a like kind of black, almost like shadow looking, like it's nighttime. Yes. And there is a different, in the day, it's a little bit brighter. They have different ones from day and to night. And it scrolls from left to right. So Across like a cityscape. Right. Just so you guys kind of know what we're talking about. And if it takes you do not have said Roku. Mm -hmm. Yep. Three minutes to go through from beginning to end of this screensaver. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sean's no. timing it, watching it over and over. But in this screensaver that's moving from left to right, it's a beautifully done piece of artwork. It's it's an illustrator who's done it. Like they commissioned a nice piece, although they never talk about it as far as I know. Well, it's a um, screensaver. It's like we need something. Let's make it fun. 
Let's have someone do this. There are so many Easter eggs in this darn thing. And the other day... What he means by Easter eggs is fun things to find. Yep. The other day, uh, I could not find anything fun on YouTube. Um, We probably already watched all the podcasts I wanted to watch. Yeah, I did. I watched all the material that I had queued up. Then I went to Netflix. Nothing. Nothing new. They were telling me that, you know, the number two trending thing in America, and it was something that I had no... like. I think the trending on netflix is a lie maybe it's paid for because it's like the ranch like always the ranch yeah like nobody watched that when it was on television was it on television it probably was but nobody oh, watched I, no it. i think it's a netflix original is, is that with uh ashton kutcher and that old man there are so many easter eggs in there and you look at them and and at first you're like okay i counted like four or five movie scenes that are hidden in this painting well, you can see that like uh there's like a big robot in the background on the cityscape and you're like, I'm like, oh, it's the Space Needle. Oh, it's the Empire State Building. Oh, that's that's King Kong. Yeah. At first you start recognizing the buildings and then you start recognizing maybe it's a scene from a movie. And then you really start seeing that's a scene from a movie. And there's a little character hidden in a window and mm-hmm. it's amazing. And so I, I still haven't Googled it because I'm trying to figure out if I've gotten all of them yet. It, it's wonderful. It's the Roku screensaver, all I'm trying to say is better than... Uh, television right now? Better than television right now. I hate to say it, folks. You heard it here first. But it is interesting because each building, as you scroll through them, because it's just moving along, like we said, like a cityscape. And in mm. the background are the ones that I'm talking about, like the King Kong. And there's like a a big robot. And I don't really understand what the robot is, but maybe I haven't seen that movie. Is it Transformers? I don't know. Things that I don't watch. Maybe... I think he has like one of those curved hands like a Lego. So maybe it's a Lego movie. I don't know. Anyway, but the buildings that you're crossing in the front, Sean, Sean was pointing them out the other day and I was like, oh yeah, that's from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, that's from um, maybe Full House or let's say. Yeah. I don't know if that's one of them or not, but. I saw Gene Kelly singing in the rain. I'm pretty sure. That's what he thinks is one of them. And then there was another one I forget. But I think anyway. there's an Oscar the Grouch in there. There's all these shout outs to pop culture. and Yeah, different eras. And it is very cool. And I think it's interesting. So I'd love it if you have a Roku in the comments, you let us know what you see in yours, what you think they are. And then maybe that will finish. You know, we can Google and double check ourselves. And finally, I will be able to get some rest. This has been eating at me for two weeks. That's not true. Okay, moving on. <laughs> that was our segment on the Roku. And finish. Cut. Next. Uh, what's going on with you? Do you have notes? So I do have a lot of notes, but first of all, it's Thanksgiving. And so I'm wearing pimple patches because my face has been breaking out since Austin. And I don't know, people have told me that it might be what's called what they're deeming maskne right now from wearing a mask because safety first folks, it's everywhere. But on that, so I'm wearing pimple patches. I don't give a fuck. What is a pimple patch? I don't really know if they work, but they're supposed to have some kind of... Uh, they dry out the pimple and then when you peel it off like magic the pimples not it never really works that way but it does help with like you know when you get like a pre-pimple where it kind of hurts and you're like oh one's coming if you put it on i find it will make those go away if oh. i catch it early enough the uh, inverted pimple the ip <laughs> it's like the earlier you catch you gotta catch them gotta catch it early and you don't want to catch them all because you don't want them at all but catch it early hey uh on the that note mm-hmm. um dr pimple popper is oh, yeah. uh, something I will never, ever watch. I don't know what people's obsession with that is. I don't know. Disgusting. Some people really love that stuff. <laughs> no, but like to Find watch it, super it you know, like to zoom in and like... It grosses uh, me out. For, for me, it does. Like, I don't want to see this zoomed in. Some people find it super satisfying because it's like, yeah, you got it out. Yeah. I know Shane likes this stuff. Yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> it's just the way it is. I don't either. 
But I don't like mine. I don't want to. I know. You know I don't like, even want see my someone own. working on you. I'm, I do mine in private. Why do you have to put yours on YouTube? I think you know? I talked about this in a previous podcast, but I went in to see our dermatologist. This ah. is like years ago. And when my toenail had fallen off because <laughs> I stubbed it so hard that it <laughs> fell off. And it was like half growing back. It was like at its ugliest stage. I'm sorry to talk about you like this toenail. I know you're working really hard, but. <laughs> What's that? It's Tony the toenail. And he's like, hey, guys. <laughs> With like one little barely curly hair. He's like, oh, he only has one tooth. Yeah. He was really having a tough time <laughs> growing in crooked. Anyway, he was like half coming back. And I told Dr. Van Dyke, our dermatologist, I was like, strike him down. Because he's such a put together man, you know? And I was like, uh, sorry, ignore my ugly ass toenail. I, I stubbed it on a, um, on a thing in the parking lot and it fell off or whatever. He's like, it looks fine. He's like, looks like it's growing in really well. And he's like, you forget. I pop pimples for a living. Mm. Your toenail looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then my toenail combed out his one little curly hair. I was like, <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> I look fantastic, Katie. Dr. Van Dyke said I'm beautiful. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so pimple patches, I don't know if they work or not. But in crazy, exciting slash scary news, I guess we'll find out. By the time this podcast comes out, we'll know if I had COVID or not. But I had a fever for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Um, also very scary. Yes. Uh, scaring? Scary. Scary. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you woke up and said, I'm sick. <laughs> I didn't do that at all. <laughs> I, I felt like I had a fever all night. Yeah. And I was even a little feverish the night before. And so when I got up, I was like, I'm going to take my temperature because I think I have a fever. And it said 101. And when it was like 101, I was like, fuck me. Like, I'm pretty sure I... I don't know. It's weird in the time of COVID. Normally, I'd be like, I might not even take my temperature because I'm like, oh, I have a fever and I'm probably just sick. It, I just wouldn't even, you know, yeah, pay it any mind. But because, like, we have things like I'm trying to get new headshots done in a couple of weeks and like I have to plan for stuff like that. So I'm getting tested on Friday. So this will come out on Saturday. I'm getting tested on Friday, um, and then we'll find out, I guess, if I had it because I'm fine now. It yeah, was really um, weird. It was legitimately like one. Yeah, you were sick day. for sure. Uh, whatever that turns out to be, it's so weird because with COVID, and we won't spend too much time on yeah. it because it I is don't what even it is. know. And I could have just had a twenty-four hour bug. I keep hearing weird things from people and on the news or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and reading articles. Like it presents itself differently with a lot of people depending on how healthy you are, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what strain you have. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So the list of things. And I think of myself as pretty healthy. Yeah, for sure. You work out, you eat clean. Um, I mean, kind of. You know, that's a little Tim Tam Slam here and then. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But anyway, Tim Tam Slam is good. Uh-huh. So, um, we'll, we'll but get yeah, to we'll tested. find out because <clears throat> I need to know. But the strange thing is a that it only lasted for like twenty four hours, and the next day I was still kind of tired, but I was okay. Well, you were tired for I'd say a week before that. Just just as a heads up, yeah, it's I been noticed really that stressful. you were, you know. Uh, and also three days before that you had three blankets on you on the couch and I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. Going down. Yeah. But you didn't. If you get noticed sick. the plastic barrier I erected <laughs> in the uh, living room. No, but Sean's great. He took care of me. For that day you ordered the groceries and you got yeah. made me some foods and you checked on me and everything was fine. I and we're slept. making super chicken soup in our Instapot. So I'm still loving that Instapot. Hashtag Instapot life. You need soup, chicken soup. Although That's... I feel like we shouldn't say Instapot anymore because ours is not an Instapot. We don't want to give them credit. This is Crock-Pot, baby. Uh, Pressure cooker via Insta-Crock-Pot. Crock-Pot. Um, but 
it was weird, A, that you didn't get any sick or symptoms. Although you had weird, sorry, my nose is really itchy and I apologize. But you had It some, was a scratch, not a It pig. was a scratch because it's from the side. Ah. Um, anyway, you had some symptoms of a fever, but no fever. You kept taking your fever. Ah, 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 ah. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, last night, mm-hmm. you, you went to bed early. Yes, because I was like, I just got to nip this in the bud. I went to bed at 1030. Mm-hmm. Um, after watching, uh, I went to bed at like seven forty-five, just to give you guys. A, oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, why I was like, I went to bed, then you stayed up and like went to bed ten thirty. <laughs> so I laid down. As I lay down, I, I was like, man, this bed feels like it's a thousand degrees. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to say anything because I, I had already kind of woken you up. You're like, hey, I was like, hi. Mm-hmm. Um, then I noticed I stuck my my foot out. <laughs> Anyone listening to this will. Can, you, you know what yeah what you mean. stick your foot out like a little radiator you're gonna yeah i used to call that my radiator because when i was a kid i'd always sleep with one leg out yeah you're you know moderating your your body heat right yep. uh Did so just right but i just couldn't do it one foot was sweaty one foot was dry i was like this isn't working i'm like do i anyways i'm trying to get yep. comfortable but then the heat starts building even more and then i'm sweating i'm like oh no Oh no! Oh no! And then you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe maybe it's happening. The sickening. It's happening. Uh, and then it didn't get any worse. But I rolled over, and you were like, "Hey, are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm just really warm." You said, and these were your words. Me too. I said, "Well, I have Let's a theory." Change the sheets. Yeah, I think it's the sheets. And you were like, "Really? I think so too." And I was like, "Really?" And you said, "Yes, let's change them." So we got up at about 1130 and changed those sheets. Yeah. And you know what it was? I think it was the sheets. It was the sheets. They don't breathe. I think they're made with plastic. <laughs> I don't think that, that air passed through because we put on some nice cotton sheets and I was perfectly fine. Yeah. So I lesson mean, I still, you learned. I still get a little warm here and there, but you can stick your foot out and you're okay. But so just so people know, the sheets that were on the bed, we haven't put on in years. No. Like years. And they are microfiber fleece. That we got from I don't know maybe Costco, which or I don't Macy's like microfiber. It it pulls I on my love fingers. The feeling it, like, of it. Sean hates it. Yeah, it gets on my. It pulls the skin. You know, I don't like that. I know. It's funny because one of my aunts really loves that feeling of being pulled by microfleece. She just likes the catching of it. Yeah, Ugh. there's it certain to be like soothing to her. Okay, so I'm gonna rank a couple of things I don't like the feel of. Okay, for those asking, I know thousands of you are wondering, inquiring minds want to know, Sean, tell us. Okay, number one, <laughs> the feeling of sandpaper, like touching my fingers. It's something about the pulling that really gets to you, because that's the same thing. It doesn't even of- have to pull. I just, my fingers can feel it. If I touch sandpaper flat, I don't move my hand around, just touch it. it drives me bonkers. I first became aware of this problem when I was a kid, and my mom would ask me to go get an emery board. And oh, I'd be yeah. like, Ugh. Really? Yes. So you, an emery board to file your nails. Yeah, that's so funny. And it would have sandpaper on both sides. Yeah, both sides, because that's what an emery board Fuck is. Fuck no. That was the, <laughs> the worst thing anyone could ask me. You could ask me to mow the lawn and be like, okay. You, you know, just, like, you just well, cut the really. wire. Yeah. But, that's what Sean would do. He'd just run over his electric while I'm already just run over the wire. But in terms of a an emery board, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. And I never put two and two together until... Because ma- sandpaper and emery boards are pretty much the same Yes, thing. just a different grit, yep. right? But the bigger the grit, the worse the feeling. Oh. Yeah. And and I don't know why that is. So there's that. Okay. There's the feeling of uh, banana skin in your oh, mouth. Oh, yeah. That, like, oh. 
That's, I don't that know if that's a really feeling or if it's just an astringent, but I don't like that. I think that. it's a feeling because it feels like it's like I got a coating. Like your mouth yeah. is now like waterproof. And I don't like the feeling of <laughs> sadness either. <laughs> These are all different types of feelings. It's you can catch paper, feelings. emery boards, banana peels, sadness. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I, sadness should be first, but I've built a very hard shell, like a candy shell on the outside of me. Mm-hmm. On the inside I melt, but on the outside I'm tough. Speaking of the banana peel sitch... So I have a question for the audience because something that I don't like and I've only tried it once and I haven't gone back because I hated the feeling so much, similar to that banana peel feel or banana, it's not really in the peel, it's just like an unripe banana leaving that weird, I don't know, coating in your mouth? (laughs) Anyway, I get that feeling, which I don't mind it from bananas, but it's real hardcore when I, I tried a persimmon once. Ooh. And the flavor, delicious. The feeling, fucking horrible. And I was like, never going to eat these again. These are Satan's fruit and they're disgusting and they should be thrown in the garbage. I talk about tequila the same way. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, Satan's fruit, god damn it. <laughs> I, like, I like the way it tastes, but I hate the way it feels. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, ew, 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 Verno. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, Anyway, does anybody else feel that way with persimmons? Was that one bad experience? Should I try it again? People make tons of baked goods out of them. They're in season right now. Everybody loves them. What's a persimmons? Persimmon is, it's like a red round, like it's not, they're not round this way, like fully round. They're almost like an oval in a Mm -hmm. way. Like a, I I don't know how to explain other than like a flat circle kind of. They're a little rounded, but they're kind of flattened. Does that make sense? Okay. And then they're, they're kind of a, they're red-ish. It's like a soft, uh, they can be kind of orange to red. And they have a little green top. And they grow, I think, on a tree, I would assume, because that's what they look like based on the like. Oh, the is top. that the thing that was in Palm Springs? No, that's pomegranate. Ah. Uh, let me pull it up for you, because for those of you who don't know what a persimmon is, you're going to have to look it up. But um, they're, there it is. That's what they look like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. you've seen them, right? They're in- yeah, it's like a weird looking tomato. Yeah, that's a good description of it. And it has some seeds in it, but not... Cre- oh, it is on a tree. Okay, good. I thought so. But um, but anyway, it leaves that weird film in my mouth, and I don't like it. And the flavor is delicious. And these people I used to house sit for when I was in college had a tree, and they would have a ton of them. And she'd be like, take some with you. And that's when I tried them and was like, Bleh. never. I wonder if there's a way to get rid of that feeling. But um, I wonder if it's because it was too ripe or not ripe enough, just like the banana. Because if you waited for a banana to be perfectly ripe, then there's no weird blah, blah, blah. Also, don't touch the peel to your mouth. That's the trick that's with the banana. That's also a trick. Yeah. Because that's where the real flavor is. Monkeys don't seem to mind. They no. bite from the bottom. And- Man, I love I love primates. Um, yeah, we watched what, that video about the gibbon. A gibbon is the coolest one right now on my list. I mean. I mean, homeboy jumped from like two stories up and lands like boink, like all springy. Okay, to set this up. Okay. Katie and I are watching a... Uh, video on YouTube and we kind of went down the rabbit hole. The algorithm kind of learns in real time what you like, what we you don't like. We were into animals for a hot minute is really what happened because we started with Raccoon Whisperer Man. Oh yeah. Then, which we told you guys about. Still love him. And then we moved into I don't even know what the next step from Raccoon Man was. Oh, foxes. Foxes. Then it was Foxy. If you guys haven't watched Wayne's World, you're missing out. Um, then we then it was the red panda oh my god so a I red watched panda. it have babies mm-hmm. oh mm. well not like that but like it had babies and they came out gray 
And then after like a couple of months, they turn red. And I was like, so cool. Because it looks. Yeah, they're not ripe yet. You got to eat them when they turn red. No. But the pandas, red pandas really aren't just pandas. They're like a mix between pandas and raccoons. And they look like that, like a raccoon, a rake. It's a a rapanda. It's a rack, rack panda, rackanda. You keep workshopping that. (laughs) A pandacoon. A pandacoon. That's I like better. that, like crash pandacoon. Yeah, pandacoon. Mm-hmm. So those things, I couldn't believe it was real. I didn't. Yeah. I had heard the name before, but I had never really seen one. They're endangered. Uh, That's why they keep like that one was having babies, and they wanted to make sure they were okay. Gotcha. And like you try to beautiful build animal. Up the... It looks like a raccoon mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, so mannerisms, fluffy. but a, an even smarter, maybe leaner raccoon. Yeah, he's not as as uh, bottom heavy. Because you know a raccoon kind of waddles a little they bit. They do, uh, which I and think is adorable. They're pretty wide. They're they're kind of funny the way they they can really stretch up. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah. a red panda does something similar, except it looked even smarter than a than a raccoon. And it has a long tail. Yeah. Very cool. Because raccoons don't have a long tail at all, do they? It kind of seemed like a liger, you know, um, the lion tiger uh, oh, mythical yeah. creature, but not mythical apparently. I don't. It's know. like a jackal jackalope. Jackalope. Please tell us the story of the jackalope. Ah. Uh, Okay, so, uh, you know, sometimes you have a dispute with someone Mm -hmm. (laughs) pre-Google. My old business partner and I, uh, Lamar. um, We love him. Yep. He was trying to convince me on a long... He and I were driving to uh, Laughlin, which is in the desert. Uh, So it's like five, six hours from LA. Yeah, something like that. And we have nothing to do except for to bullshit each other. And we're both world-class bullshit artists. He, I have to say, is better than I am. Well, he believes himself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so Lamar is telling me on the drive, he's like, oh, man, you know, uh, I know that you're new. He likes to tell me about uh, California and I like to tell him about Canada. So we, we would have these, you know. Of course. He things. grew up here. You grew up there. Yep. Ta-da. Um, you're both experts. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely experts uh, on bullshitting, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's telling me about this this creature that comes out of the woods, you know, and, and it's like a, it's a rabbit, but it's got you know, horns like a deer. And I'm like, uh, what? what? And, <laughs> but sometimes when someone's bullshitting and you catch on, you give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves, yeah. you know, like you, you, you just give them enough room and, and they'll reveal that they don't Joe know. Joe Rogan going. does that on his podcast sometimes. Cause he'll have people on in like five minutes and I'm like, Oh, this person's an idiot. I think that's a skill I don't. And he just lets it happen. Pers- yeah. You just let someone wander into the muck and then mm-hmm. they, when, it's beautiful when you see that they recognize they wandered the muck and they thought you were listening, but you're just letting them wander. You're just let, you're like, you're really lost, buddy. I yeah. hope you find you were back. Yeah. So Lamar, I'm still not sure if he believed it or not, but I think he did, is telling me about this thing that lives mm-hmm. out in California. Yeah. Um, it comes out of the woods. It's a rabbit. It but can it live in the antlers. desert, but it typically lives, you know, oh, it on, can live on in the, the desert. Yeah. So versatile. Yeah. So were you like, what is it's this? It's like it's a rabbit, but it's a species of rabbit, and it's got these horns. And I said, a rabbit with horns. Do, do you mean a jackalope? He says, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I, He tells me I saw one in a restaurant one time. They had it mounted to oh, the wall. Oh yeah, people put those together all the time. Right. Okay. A taxidermist gets yes. crafty, right? Yeah. They're going to take a rabbit, the head of a rabbit. Ooh, Michael Scott. <laughs> How does that with go? the body of a otter? And the head of an egret. I think that's what he said. So, so he's telling me about this jackalope. And I said, I don't think that's real. That, that's a mythical creature that was created by a taxidermist. How dare you? This is a California... All jackalopes na- just gasped. Yeah. 
<laughs> poured one out for his uh, his dead jackalope homie. Um, anyways, we argued probably a good hour, and I don't know if he believed his own BS by the end of the the car ride. Yeah, uh, but I wasn't believing it, and I think he believed it, but he only believed it because he argued the point so much that he. He, he was holding firm. <laughs> he held firm. Well, it's really a jackrabbit with horns that they got from something else. Exactly. And they put it together. Yeah. That's why they're in restaurants. It's like kitsch. Yeah. Anyways, I loved it. Uh, I don't know if you love that story at home. Uh, perhaps you're from another country and you may have never heard of the American jackalope. What, what do you have in your country? Do you have a, a an alligator with uh, horns? Well, it's like you the have... Loch Ness Monster. How dare you? That's real. <laughs> you want to hear something stupid? I didn't know what Loch meant. It turns out it means lake. I didn't either. When we went to Scotland, they were like, we'll go to whatever lock, lock such and such and lock this. And I was like, lock, like the Loch Ness Monster. And they're like, oh yeah, he's supposed, he's supposedly supposed to be in that lock. And I was like, lake. It's quite spherical yet pointy. Why is that what you always say? It's from that movie with Mike Myers where he's Scottish Mm. uh, and his, his dad (laughs) has the Scottish wall of fame, uh, which consists of like Jackie Stewart, the car uh, legend, the car racing legend, and okay. no one else that's recognizable. Maybe like a golfer, you know. How can it be spherical and pointy in some parts? Doesn't oh, make sense. no, he's talking about the kid's head. He oh. pants near. Oh, okay. So I looked up jackalope, just FYI. Yes. <clears throat> if I it's was... real, I'm gonna, f- I, I'm gonna have to call Lamar and, and. No. Oh, I don't have to retract my statement. You'd, no retractions are needed. Thank goodness. Stress, stress relieved. But I just love the photos that people show. <laughs> like, there's. Wait till I get out, of, get out of Wikipedia because the other photos are better. But this one says, The jackalope is a mythical animal of North American folklore, a fearsome critter. Described as a jackrabbit with antelope horns, the word jackalope is a portmanteau? I don't know what that word is. Portmanteau. Portmanteau? What it's a, a hybrid of two words. or a, mm. Not a hybrid of two words, but it's like you're... Oh, a combination. Yeah, it says like a, you're carrying the word from one and putting it onto the other. Gotcha. I think it's French. It sounds like it. But it says it's a portmanteau of jackrabbit and antelope. Mm. Many jackalope taxidermy mounts, including the original, are made with deer antlers. My goodness, if one of you out there has a photo of one that's in your parents' basement, or perhaps you own one, I would love to see it. Because that ranks right up there with the the bass that would sing and dance. Oh, my dad had one of those. That thing was so big in the 90s. It was huge in the 90s or 80s, yeah. As seen on TV. But listen to this, and just because now I'm interested. In 19, I love all the history stuff. When when Sean and I do this and we're watching shows, I'm like, I'm going to look that up. Did you know that he had two brothers? I think so, it's called second screening when you um, are watching TV and then you use another screen to, to check interact with the content. Yeah, because that's kind of what I do. So in the 1930s, Douglas Hendrick and his brother, hunters and taxidermy, uh, hunters with taxidermy skills, popularized the American jackalope by grafting deer antlers onto jackrabbit carcasses and selling the combination at a local hotel in Douglas, Wyoming. Therefore, they made and sold many similar jackalopes to retail outlets in South Dakota, and another taxidermist continues to manufacture the horned rabbits in the 21st century. Stuffed and mounted jackalopes are found in many bars and many places in the United States stores catering to tourists, sell jackalope postcards, and other paraphernalia and commercial entities in America and elsewhere have used the word jackalope or jackalope logo as part of their marketing strategies. You never you never see it the other way around, uh, the uh, antelope with uh, rabbit's feet. You know, or rabbit ears. Just look a little <laughs> weird. It it's quite, not very manly on the jackalope doesn't quite work. or the antelope. Can you imagine if it was a, uh, a jackamoose? Or no, a... a, a uh, <laughs> couldn't hold up the antlers. 
a jackrabbit with moose antlers. Help! Help! I've fallen! I this is my life is is so heavy. I, I bet you he gets all the good stations with that antler uh, setup. Right. There. Okay, let's move on. Okay, we're, next. We're just anyway. being ridiculous. Man. So we have a lot Silliness. of stories and questions today. We do. We do. Where do we want to start? Well, mm-hmm. um, oh, this one's pretty simple. I'll just cut through the. Cut through it's a, it. It's cut a shorter through. one. I just got to pull up something because I need to show it to you, Katie. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Here we go. This is called Dead Air on the radio. Yeah, I was like, should I be singing a song? You should be. This says, hi, guys. Thanks so much for reading my email on OTDM. Anytime, man. You're welcome. I was very surprised. I was thinking to myself, oh, come on. They won't read this out. We did. We totally (laughs) did. Got you good, fucker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I just thought I'd send you some photos to add to the hard sell. Don't worry. I'm not expecting you to mention this on the podcast. We did again. Spoilers. The last thing I would want to do is try to monopolize the show. Don't worry about it. We don't have much to talk about. And their opinions don't matter. Monopolize away. Monopolize. When you come here, I'll be more than happy to be your expert guide. You guys are awesome. P.S. The guy with the big fish is me. Kind regards, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, on a previous episode, we read his letter. Um, He was... He was selling us on Adelaide. Yes. Correct? Which... Exactly. And which sounds amazing. I must say, Jeremy, you should be writing for Froman's or uh, Travelocity or, yeah. uh, you know, and the Travel Channel, Travel Australia, Travel, 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 Tra- Jeremy, Travel, Travel, Travel. Yeah. Travel with Jeremy. <laughs> hey, Katie, I'm going to show you these photos mm-hmm. um, and I'll put them on the screen because, okay. wow, does Adelaide look great? And if we oh, could, wow, we'd move. Oh, beautiful. Oh, cute. It's like a cute little downtown. Oh. Mm. <gasps> I would love to travel around in the world wow, in a hot air balloon. what is that? Cavernous uh, yes. water extravaganza. So Wineries. thanks for sending the photos, Jeremy. It's It looks stunning. And, and I think that... That's beautiful. Along those lines... There's Jeremy. Yeah, he's fishing. I don't know what kind of fish it that is. It looks like but... a huge-ass goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> With sharp teeth. And, it does. And forks for hands. That, that is, is a, so awesome. I bet you that fish tastes good on the barbecue. Shrimp on the bobby. No, it's not um, a shrimp. It's a fish. Come on. Come on. So stereotypical. Oh, Jesus criminy Christ. Beautiful, Jeremy. Thank you for sending those. It looks amazing there. And you should have your own travel. You should have a travel podcast. Travel to Adelaide. I think it's wonderful that... It should um, be paid for by the Australian government. Yes. We'll, we'll send an email to them immediately. Dear Australian ministers of tourism, Jeremy is the man. Hire him now. Check out Travel, Pay Travel, him, Travel Whatever by he Jeremy. needs. Show should be called Travel, Travel, Travel with Jeremy. Stage two, bring OTDM out to Australia to experience Adelaide. To do live shows. Okay. <laughs> I do like the fact that we're cultivating a community. You, listen, we're just figuring our way out here. This is the first season and it's almost over, but we're figuring our way out. And When did we start this? Like March or April? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in time for quarantine. Yes. But we've developed a little community and I love the fact that people are sending in letters and, and I kind of get a sense that some of you are sticking around and, and we're, we're we're having a good time here. And the fact yep. that there's an interaction and um, we're getting to know you as well as you're getting to know us, um, it's cool. Yeah, it, I got a comment from one of my Patreon patrons this week when I was doing our hangout. Yeah. And she was saying that it, she always wants to like comment back while we're talking because it feels like old friends, like getting to hang out with old friends. And people put timestamps when we're talking. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really 
it's such an organic thing that I've never been part of to build an audience in this way. Oh, I was like, you've been a part of it. You just haven't been an active participant on screen. Yeah, but yours was yours. Your content is so niche that um, I feel not. It's not disenfranchised. It's uh, like it. Oh, you can't interact. Yeah. And I. I'm not part of the, the, the community in that way, you know, like I'm, I'm someone who's pulling levers behind the scenes. But with yeah. this. True. You can't comment back on stuff because you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I just I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for being a part of the community. And if you want to send in your letters, you can send them into otdmpod. At gmail.com. Yeah. I've heard that Gmail is going to be a big hit, but it is <laughs> close. I think it's a close third in terms of emails people are Yahoo's using. Yahoo's first. Yahoo, and Hotmail. Hotmail. Uh, there's also Russian net. That one is good. <laughs> Outlook. There's a lot of fishing Earth that goes link. on. Earth. Earth. U R F link. Yeah. So, anyways, um, kind of cool. I'm gonna cross that one off. But we do have okay. quite a few letters that came in, so we'll try and get, get through, through some of them. More? Um, we can get through them as we go. Uh, Ooh, I want to do this one. You know what I did, and I kind of shit the bed did on this one. Did you put them in out of order? No, but see, because they're. Um, <laughs> I I tried something to conserve paper because someone uh, paper shamed me. I uh, I double sided printed, but I didn't print numbers on the page. So now, you know, they may fall out of order. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that one's in order. They should all start at the top of a page because I do this thing. At, at least I do page break. You yes, know, I think this should work. Cool. Okay. So at the top of every page, it should mm-hmm. be a greetings and salutations. Yes, I see, like Alyssa. Okay, cool. Let me read the next one, or do we have another topic? Uh, sure, go right ahead. Okay. Let's jump into it. This one is from Austria. Hi, Christoph. Hi. Okay. So he is advocating that we move to Austria. Ah. And it, it's funny. He says, although um, Austria, the beautiful country, so often confused with Australia, though we don't have kangaroos here. My experience is when explaining to an American where I'm from, it's best to mention the movie Sound of Music. Then everybody knows. <laughs> this is funny as I don't know any Austrian who has ever seen that movie. Uh but you know what I what I hear most uh-huh. uh is that the governor of California or also one of the best uh, action actors ever, uh Arnold uh-huh. is from there. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. So, Arnold. Yeah. I was like the governor of California mean Gavin Newsom. The former yeah, the former governor. Um <laughs> anyways, he's yes. he's he's Austria's biggest uh, yeah. export, I think. <laughs> Probably. He's got the muscles. He's got the big muscles. Yeah. Okay. So why move to Austria? Question mark. Currently, I can give you no reason as we have an extraordinarily high rate of new COVID infections. Same here, man. So don't. it's move just here. kind of a, a tit for tat there. Yeah. Per capita has the highest in the world last week, which is not good. No, not good at all. So we are on lockdown 2.1 until December. Uh, we're on lockdown till January 1st. Stay safe there. Um, wherever you are in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's when I hear that you're on lockdown, it is interesting that we're all experiencing something simultaneously, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, that we're all going through something, which I think brings us closer, although it's a, a traumatic event. Yeah, it's um, like a shared trauma experience. You know, when you watch a, a, a movie that's really successful um, around the world in box mm-hmm. office, it's usually a global threat. So like we can all experience, oh, there's an asteroid coming. So an yeah. asteroid movie does really well. In this case, it's a pandemic, which is sad. But at the same time, it gives everyone empathy, I think. Hopefully. Some people it turns into assholes. But for a lot of people, it makes them empathetic. I do concur. 
So that was a roundabout way of uh, me saying that I, I feel empathy for you being on lockdown. Yeah, because we're on lockdown too. And he says that he thinks they're going to open the stores again for Christmas shopping. And after the holidays, they'll go into lockdown 3.0. So, you know, moving in. But besides that, Vienna is a great place to live. A city with a lot of green. And although we are not on the sea, we have beaches at the Nubay River. I hope I'm saying that right. The Danube? Danube? Oh, Danube. Danube. What did I say? Nubay? Damn you! Sorry, I'm having a hard time reading today. Okay. Danube River and Vienna is the only major city in the world with a national park within its boundaries. That's cool. Huh. I had no idea. Outside of Vienna is great for all kinds of outdoor activity and it's only two to three hours to some ski resorts. I'm down. Sean's Sold. in. That's his main complaint about Austin is the fact that it's so far from a ski resort. Yeah. Austin is not Austria. It's uh, not the same. It's very hilly. It's funny. It's all like A's. Austin, Austria, and Adelaide. Okay. If they have snow, oh, if they have snow, as um, they are pretty much affected by climate change, so are our mountains. And Vienna mm. has been ranked as the city, the top city by expats in the last years. Yay. But of course, there are downsides to living in Vienna too. First and foremost, the people, the Viennese, I just like saying that word, <laughs> are not known for their friendliness and customer no, service. No, not the Vietnamese. We are the Viennese. The Viennese. The Viennese. We are Viennese, if you please. Wow. Okay. <laughs> They're not known for their friendliness. And customer service is a really unknown art. And living is not cheap. Prices for rent have been skyrocketing in the last 10 years or so. Hello, Los Angeles. Still cheaper than LA, though. Haha. And although many are proud of our coffee culture, you don't always get the best coffee in the coffee houses. To get really good coffee, is to better. it's better to go the 300 miles to Italy, where I think they have the best coffee in the world. But I must admit, I've never tasted Australian coffee. I haven't mm. tasted a, Italian coffee in Italy either. So when travel opens up, we should do do a tour. A coffee a tour? Coffee I'm tour. down. I'd run the whole way. <laughs> Even across the Atlantic. I'm running. I'm running. I was telling Sean today that um, I, because I hadn't had coffee in a few days because I wasn't feeling well, right? So I was like, you take it easy, drink water, sleep, you know, all the th things you're supposed to do. And then because today I had coffee again, because I've been feeling fine. I felt fine yesterday. I feel fine today. I was like, I went from kind of tired, trying to wake up into full-blown anxiety. <laughs> Just jumped that. Hey, that coffee is a drug, man. And coming down <laughs> is not a, you know, not know. a pleasant feeling. So I was coffee. like, I got to eat lunch because I'm starting to get the, yeah. the jitters. Jitterbug. Jitterbug. Okay. <laughs> you know that song. Jitterbug. Wham. My heart. Yeah, yeah. My sister used to play that. When that album came out, here's a little story. Uh, <laughs> Wham! was big for a short period of time with a lot of uh, young people. The funny thing is, I know that song and I would never have known who sang it. That's a problem that I have. George Michael and there was another dude in the band. I think he went on after music to be a I soccer player. I would have guessed player. it was George Michael, but yeah. I didn't know he was part of Wham! It's really well-written pop music. In hindsight, you hear it now, you're like, damn, that's a good so song. So catchy. At the time... I was ready to destroy my sister's boombox. Um, she had well, that. Well, how many times can you hear Jitterbug into my heart? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of uh, Careless Zoolander. Whisper. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like them being, because it fits for that. It's like yeah. them being silly models, like pretending to drink gasoline until they light themselves on fire. Although Christoph loves music and guitars, I bet you secretly. I mean, publicly, he's probably like, I'm not a big fan of Wham, but secretly, Christoph, I know that you listen to Wham, too. We all do. Nobody, Nothing to be ashamed of, buddy. Nobody purposefully listens to it now, I wouldn't imagine. But, but when it, it comes, comes up on the radio, you turn you it off. You don't turn it off. It's one of those, maybe. 
Okay. So, um, and although, okay, so never tasted Australian coffee, but besides that, a great place to live full of culture and with countless opportunities for outdoor activities, for many of which you don't even have to leave Vienna. I had no idea Vienna was such like that it had the park within its boundaries and stuff. I had no idea. About COVID, hats off to the scientists who were able to develop a vaccine that fast. I agree. Hats off. They say that there's a chance that um, it will be approved by in the EU by year end. Of course, that is the uh, then there's a question of distribution. Yes, totally. But I'm really excited that it um, that it was possible to find something. And as we discussed, Katie, once it can be contained, like the annual flu, things will get back to normal. I do agree, and I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. Okay, we don't have very odd Christmas routines in our family, but what stands out is the big family gathering on Christmas Day. It used to be at my grandmother's house. When she moved to the retirement home, it moved to her to my parents' house. So we all meet on Christmas Day before noon. Okay, so early morning. Um, I mean, that's early to me to like have to be somewhere before noon. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> that's the lifestyle I live in. I don't make any, you know, concessions or explanations. I don't be guilt about it, I guess is what I'm saying. <clears throat> when we were kids, we would always show off our best presents, the best presents we had received. Now, this is not that important Um now, oh, now this is not that important anymore. I see what he's saying. Then we have a turkey, way too much food. And once the table is cleared, we separate into little groups and chat until it's time for our traditional game of rummy. Uh, Ooh. I love playing cards with family members. I think that's one of the, I don't know if people still do it as much. And I think that, you know, people should get back to it. But I remember playing cards with my grandmother, uh, gin rummy and rummy specifically. I I just think it's so good to have a conversation over cards. We never played cards in my family. Cribbage, but hearts. None nothing. of those. We didn't play those. But my parents would go out like for family nights where the kids aren't invited, like adults only kind of thing. Either my Aunt Rhonda or one of her sisters or another member of our family would host and they'd play Tonk. I don't know Tonk. I know you had to have quarters. Oh. I feel like we looked this up before and talked about this before because I'm I'm sure everybody's like, Katie, how do you not remember? Um, but Tonk card games. So Tonk or Tonk is a matching card game which combines the features of Knock oh, Rummy with Tonkwean. Tonk, okay. Yeah. Tonk. Like, yeah, Sorry, even I helps you at all. There. Tonk is a relatively fast-paced game that can be played with two to four players. Oh, by two to four players. So they would play these big Oh, there's even Texas Tonk and Tonk or Not. Hmm. Anyway, they would play Tonk and they'd play other games where you had to have, I forget what it's called when you have a partner and you're you're playing with each other, but you can't talk to each other. Mm. Tag team wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Either way. I, I just think that the conversations that develop over card games, yeah. not, not like, you know, going to the casino and playing cards, um, but just family gatherings or just sitting around with friends. It's something that hopefully isn't lost. Hopefully people are doing it. Um, if you're playing cards at home, let us know. Uh, and I'm not talking about cards online either, although that's fine, mm -hmm. but there's something, the tactile sense of it. And like, mm. um, I have this funny memory. I don't know if I've shared this before, but the only time I played cards growing up, and this is really funny for any nerds out there like me, this will really make you giggle. So my freshman year of high school, um, I, I don't even know how this came about. I don't have a full memory of where this came to be, but you know, you're definitely trying to fit in. And I was part of like the, the smarter classes. So I definitely wasn't in the class with any of the cool kids, like, you know, the hip 
cool, but I played sports. So I knew some cool kids. So it was, I always ran with like a bunch of different groups of people. Cause I, I never really just fit into one, I guess if that makes sense. Anyway. And there was like the coolest kid in school and he was on my bus route and he was like the football player and friends with everybody, super attractive. And through some kind of conversation, I don't know if it was on the bus or if it was like at like the lunch table. I don't know where this would happen because we were not in the same group. Okay. He asked, he was wanting to, because this is, remember, this is like late 90s, wanting to get like frosted tips, you know, like bleached his hair. And and I said something to the effect of like, oh, I just did my mom's because my mom would, I'd pull it through the cap, you know, and bleach her hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, you just have to get one of those caps, have somebody pull it through. I did my mom's. It's, it's super easy. Uh, it's like $10. Go to CVS or Rite Aid or whatever. And he was like, well, why don't you just come over and do it? I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just pick it up tomorrow and I'll get you from school. And I was like, what's happening? I'm Things are moving so fast. <laughs> I don't I, know. Maybe we'll hold hands after school or something. <laughs> So but you was, frosted his tips, did you? But it was such a, it was the nicest time. He was actually a very nice person. He just lived up the street from me. So yeah. it wasn't like, because yeah. he was on my bus route. He picked me up from school and took, we went back. He picked up the hair stuff. We went to his house and we played rummy. He taught me how to play rummy while his hair did its thing. Then he rinsed it out. He was super pleased. And then he took me home. <laughs> just totally blanked that out until and he was always just a friendly nice guy yeah. not a creep i you know i was just like oh how's this why is this that was the era everybody had frosted i tips. know uh was it like chumba wumba in mm-hmm. um, sync oh yeah you name it yeah frosted tips yeah not matchbox to be confused 20 frosted flakes <laughs> totally different thing but that's when i learned to play gin rummy and then i probably forgot but cool. he was a huge fan of it and i found that so funny and then my friend cammy which you cammy blankenship you met her um, or no, I don't think you've met her, but you know of her, her older sister, he dated her forever. I don't know if they ended up, I don't think they got married, but they dated for a long time, but what a nice guy. I don't even remember Sounds his like name, nice Brandon something. We just called him frosted flakes. <laughs> no, but it was such a strange as like a, it's a, good memory a, to have. a little, you know, like, Oh, okay. Cause I was just like, sometimes you say things and you're like, why did I say that? And that's what I said to myself the whole next day. I was like, why did I even say I could do that? I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> what if I fuck it Gotta up? Jump on the internet. Oh, the internet doesn't exist yet. <laughs> but I, I had just done my mom's and his hair was much shorter. So much easier to pull through one of those caps with the little hook thing. Nice. <sighs> it worked. It was okay. It turned out perfect. So ding. <laughs> all good. 10 gold stars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Back to the, back oh, to what yeah. we're talking about. So playing card games, um, uh, Rummy, of course, our special with our special family rules. This is a game where I think each family has its own set of rules. Do you think that's true? Yeah. All and although no, um, no one was ever cheating, uh, no one ever would. LOL. It was customary that my aunt Mary lost. <laughs> Poor Mary. Unfortunately, she passed away this year. But oh. we will play it with um, with lots of heart and thinking of her. And we all have to find a new loser. When it gets dark, we light the candles on the Christmas tree. Candles on a Christmas tree? Why don't you just set your whole house on fire? That's a weird tradition. Uh, I'm worried when we That's have like... old school, like Elizabethan, you know. Right? But what a beautiful European Christmas until right? Europe burned down because we were all... Because we all <laughs> our houses on fire. Dust blinking lights. <laughs> I'm worried with regular like lights they are supposed to shut themselves off if there's fire that will catch on fire because ours like dies and gets dry so 
we have a power cord in our house that is very suspect. And every night I look at it, I'm like, nah, I don't think it'll burn the house down tonight. <laughs> Not but, today. Yeah, I should Not probably just today, get rid of that devil. cable. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we have a lot of those that are kind of like, they spark when you plug them in. Don't tell our insurance <laughs> company. <laughs> okay, when it gets dark, we light the candles on the Christmas tree and say a prayer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then there's a hor- horrific family choir. We sing a few Christmas carols, and depending on how many people are at it, sound- <laughs> it sounds bad or worse. <laughs> but again, we are in it with all our hearts. And what can be um, what can be so bad about a, a 12 to 14 person choir? where each person sings in another key. We started a few new traditions in the last few years since my mom passed away. Instead of giving gifts to each other, we now collect each year for a good cause. Oh. We take turns in deciding what it is, and it can be uh, from help the homeless people to aid projects in Africa. Like last year, it was my turn, and I selected a project in Cameroon. That's cool, where they build a school to give girls a higher education and some vocational training. That's, That's really awesome. awesome. I think this give, this giving instead of gifts is really something that makes Christmas special, as it is the holiday of giving. Okay, some small gifts some small gifts are exchanged anyways, yeah. of course, because if you see something that makes you think of someone, you might want to get it for them. I just think that's what we have to get back to. These are great family traditions, or small gift giving. Um, this, this feeling like I have to get a big gift, um, I think it's more about, was it thoughtful? Yeah, did was it matter? It, is it personal? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can get big box items uh, like a Lexus, but everyone has a Lexus. Not everyone has a Lexus, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, we don't have a Lexus. No, I'm saying like <laughs> there's so many of them on the road and it's it's this mass produced item. Um, that's a bad example, but. No, but everybody can get a new pair of jeans or a pair of sneakers or, you know. Yeah. And if know. it's thoughtful, that's the important thing. But I just think mm-hmm. smaller items to, to uh, is, is a better way to go. I, I don't necessarily think it's smaller or bigger. I think it's it's more about the thought. Okay. Um, but also for as a kid, I think it's different being an adult versus a child. As a kid, there'd be certain items that I'd save up my money for, but I could never do, do you know, like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's not what I'd want to spend my money on because I had to spend my money to go to the movies or, you know what I mean? Yes. And so you're divvying out your monies as a kid and you're saving and you don't have much, you know, like what, $50 and you're like, I'm rich, bitch. Um, so for bigger items or things that I would want, like I want a new at the time because I'm 37, I was like, I want a new CD player, like a boom box. And that's too expensive. Like for me, I could never afford it, but it was my big ticket item for Christmas because like a hundred bucks or whatever. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so... I get that. You know, I think, and that meant a lot to me. And I use that boom. My mom still has that boom box. It's in the, um, it's funny when Larry turns on his music in the garage, I'm like, that's my boom box. Still, still works to this day. Still, she's a good one. I find it um, kind of not upsetting, but like uh, stressful uh, when I see a a kid getting like 90 presents and that's fine. But I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I think it's too much. What about five presents, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and one larger item, like something the kid's been dreaming about. But yeah, um, I'll always remember there was a Richie Rich cartoon that I read when I was a kid. I don't know why it sticks in my mind, but he just wanted a pair of skates and his parents got him everything else. But but he wanted just a pair of skates. He just wanted to go outside and play, you know? Yeah. But instead he's trapped inside with all these other toys. They get him a train, uh, a train set that he rides around on. I mean, it's crazy. He just wants that, you know. And so if you can figure out what it is ho, someone wants. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen, what is it? Uh, Home Alone? Ho- no. Oh, no. Uh, a Christmas, Christmas story. Christmas story. Where he waits in line to see to tell Santa he wants a Red Ryder BB gun. And he's like, yep, uh, shoot your eye out with that kid. And then he's like, wait, wait. And it's like a slide. 
and kick him in the head down like slowly to push him down the slide oh oh um if you haven't seen a christmas story uh there's two movies that i want you to watch this year yes Uh, put this on your list one home for the holidays if you think your family's dysfunctional watch home for the holidays it stars robert downey jr and holly hunter Mm -hmm. uh as well as a myriad of other people it's a wonderful cast amazing you will shit your pants or uh at least blow snot bubbles it's amazingly funny you laugh so hard you cough that's what i call it that's oh, what i do that too. i laugh so hard i cough yeah um and, and then, i didn't even smoke my life the other movie is um, a christmas story a christmas story and boy oh boy this nails what my my thought of americana is mm-hmm. or north americana or whatever this this era from the 1950s it just it has this feel or at least it's like a norman rockwell uh, it is like it's come to life but, but it's funny and it's 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 a little dark and it's it's great and this kid fragile yeah i mean it's so good because there's something in it for everybody where you always had that one aunt or in my case it was my mom's dad and his girlfriend would buy me the worst gifts of all time or like re-gift shit and want me to like put it on and i'm like I'm 17. I don't want a Barbie pajama set. Yeah. What? But you'd have to put it on because you have to, like in the movie, his aunt sends him like uh, he's a bunny rabbit or something. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to put it on. And his mom's like, put it on. She's like, oh, you're so cute. And he has to do come a out fashion the- show. <laughs> it's like one of those things you just have to do. Yeah. And so there's all these moments where as a kid growing up, you're like, oh, I remember that. Or like, um, you know, it, I don't know. It's just very funny. And like getting ready. If anybody grow, grew up in a cold climate, like as a kid, you'd get all ready, bundled up. And then you'd be like, I got to pee. And your mom would be like, oh, 17 layers back. And yeah. out, yeah, out you go and back to the bathroom. And, the, you know, you sure you pee, you you peed. Everybody peed. Okay. Now we all get, you know. Yeah. It's a great go. film. Uh, those two films are high on my list. Every year you got to watch yeah. them. It's a tradition. It okay. It is a tradition. We watch them every year. Okay. Moving right along into... What grinds my gears? We haven't done a what grinds my gears, right? I haven't had a lot of grinding my gears lately. No, we stopped carping. Carping uh, is a word for complaining. Is Is that a word for complaining? I think so. Hmm. Um, But we stopped. We slowed down because it turned out that um, everywhere everywhere I went, people said, there goes that negative Nancy. And I said, (laughs) damn. My name's not Nancy. Call me Sean. Negative Sean doesn't have as good of a rhyme. And to that, we said, we get it. No, but we don't need to be negative. But there are funny things that grind our gears. Yeah. And I think we ran out of those and then we started bitching and moaning. Lay it on us. What what's uh, Christoph has a grind grinds my gears. It's my car. I never bought a new car. And I think the newest car I've ever had was about ten years old, but with a bunch of dogs, currently six. That is a bunch. Six. Call it a gaggle. A gaggle of dogs? (laughs) It's a pack, I assume. It does not make sense to buy new. Yeah, yeah. It has to be big, the biggest minivan available, which is usually a Chrysler. How big do cars get in Vienna? Because About this big. <laughs> it's a Chrysler town and country. Those are big vans. That's a big vehicle. Because it's funny in Europe, unlike Australia and the US, cars are so much smaller. Yeah. That's got to be murder on the pocketbook for gas or, or anything for that matter. Just anyways. Oh, just wait. Oh, okay. just wait. So we bought this car last year. It was 18 years old. The first time I owned a car that is younger than my daughter, who is 21. And the mileage was good, only approximately 140 miles, which is okay. The engines last way longer. Yeah. And it, it was about $2,000 and should have lasted a few years. But then came time for the annual inspection. Okay. 
and the list of serious faults was long, very long. So we drove it to our mechanic to give us an estimate of what it would cost. He called me an hour later and plainly said, forget this car. (laughs) Oh man, that's a bad feeling. That's a bad, I've had that happen before. I hate that feeling. I even hate taking my car in. Back in the day when I had my old Acura Integra, lover, I hope she's still out there running amok with somebody taking good care of her. But every time you have an issue with your car, you go in and you're like, you're just waiting for the result. It's kind of like when I go to the doctor, I'm like, oh, they're going to tell me my engine's not working so well. <laughs> One time he did. And then you went on like a, a... A juice cleanse. Pretty much. Your version of a juice cleanse called crazy keto or something. Um, anyway, said forget that car. Repair costs just to pass the inspection would be between $4,000 and $6,000. And he added that this would only cover the current issues. We could likely expect another bill like this next year. Damn. He would do it if we wanted and we could find an arrangement for payment as I could hardly come up with the whole sum at once. Of course, that's a shit ton of money. Holy moly. That's, That's tough. But he was advising against it. So... I decided to take that money, which I can afford as I got a good raise last year, congratulations, Congratulations. and buy another quote unquote new car. And to this is stress, especially now with the pandemic, but we have some time as it will, uh, as always, it will work out. I believe in that too. I always, that's why my next tattoo I want to get on my, on this arm actually, but I want to say life's got my back. Hmm. So it, it just grinds my gears that I was looking for a car for a few months and now it's another wreck. Yeah, dude, I I feel for you. It's pretty difficult. First of all, vehicles are big ticket items. It's something that you you rely on. Mm -hmm. And what's weird is when you have to give up a car, it's like, it's it's kind of a sad moment, even when the car, you know, stops working the way it should. But I feel for you because um, vehicles are are too expensive to begin with. I I believe Mm -hmm. that spending uh, what they expect you to spend on vehicles now is just crazy. So I've always been uh, a fan of buying something that's not new. Let someone else take the depreciation. Yep. Yep. Um, this is our first time having a new car. I've never, yeah, at four, I'm 40, I was 44 or 45 when I got it, 44. And, yeah, you um, would have turned 45 right after. And I, I, I was just shocked. But basically, <laughs> the way it works is, be, you know, the two of us split the cost at the end of the day, you know, like I, yeah. I, did, I didn't say, okay, that's that's all on me. It's it's two people because we, we we only share have one vehicle. car. Yes, and also we had both had used cars and we didn't owe on any car. Um, it wasn't like we were both again going in for two new cars, two big payments, anything like that. I was sad to see my last car go. I was happy to know that it would probably go somewhere else. Uh, somebody some, needed it. Yeah, that's what I felt good about when I sold my Acura, um, because it went to a guy who had just moved to the country, and his sister was trying to get him all set up because she'd written a letter to get him his green card. He got his green card. He came over and he was uh, starting a job at a restaurant and he needed a job, a, a car to get him to his job. Awesome. And I was like, oh, yeah. she'll be taken really good care of. Yeah. I'm still so. trying to get over six dogs, dude. <laughs> six. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I, I just hoped I one day have one. So you're I ahead of me. I want two. Remember, I want him to have a buddy. Yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah. but six. All right. Send in photos. <laughs> I know. Please do. Please, please do. All right. And he says, so this has become a long email. I will go car hunting. You will continue house hunting. But remember, this is still better than moth hunting. Keep the, up the great podcast and stay safe and happy Thanksgiving. So the story of the moth hunting, because most people are probably like WTF, is this week or this month on my monthly Patreon uh, live stream, I do one big one and then we do another one for another group. Um, there, So I was sitting at the end of this table where we're at facing this way. 
And right over here on this plant that is barely hanging on for dear life, I'm so sorry that Sean shocked you with all that water, a moth flew out, so I saw it in the light, and then it landed here. And I was just like, you guys, hold on, I just have to kill this thing because it's going to drive me crazy because moths eat your clothes, eat your, I'm like, it probably ate my curtains, had a nice lunch before it flew over here to rest. And then they heard me go whack with my ring went on the, because it flew out and then I hit it, like I killed it here. And they were like, you killed that with your bare hands? And I was like, oh, she's a bug murderer. Damn straight. You are. Um, don't even think about it. Kill a spider with my finger. Mm. Fast. Too quick. Don't think about it. Unless it gets too big or something, then I make you take care of it. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the moth hunting. Okay. Because then this is an ongoing joke because they're like, RIP moth, moment yeah. of silence you know, for the moth. Well, thanks for the letter, Christoph. Yeah. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. And um, thanks for the wonderful stories. It's uh, it's stories like those, especially about around the holidays that I think is uh, important to share. Yeah. Because uh, family traditions are things that uh, somehow seem to be uh, being lost sometimes now so it's it's good to hear that you have some like, yeah and like you that. can continue also somebody explain lighting candles on the trees <laughs> please please explain how do you ensure that you don't catch your house on fire um okay you have notes i always have notes i have notes i've got so many notes i have a flat b i have a sharp e i have a <laughs> <laughs> that's a little music joke for uh <laughs> okay um Oh, I already talked about that one, but I have oh, uh, uh -huh. one other thing. Uh, I have a funny story. Christoph's email said uh, D freaks or die freaks. or something. I don't know what it was. Is it his uh, band? That's what I'm thinking. Because that other band that we made, a, uh, he was like, what do you think this music is? It was like ska music or something. Okay. What was his no, friend's band? No, that's not him. That wasn't him. It no, was that his was friend. A, oh, is that somebody totally different? That's, that's not Christoph. That oh. was uh, someone in America. No, uh, but oh. I was wondering because... Yeah, you're an Austrian, maybe close to Germany. Is it Die Totenhosen or Die Totenhosen? Is that like, are you into this type of music? Uh, it's like... I don't know what that means. It's punk music from, I think, like the late 70s, early 80s from... I would uh, guess that maybe the yes. That's what I was thinking when it was like freak, you know, like as if he's into it. Like he's a big fan, but I... Anyways. Um, I don't know. Do you remember that one time... So, very short story. This goes back to Christian Rohner, my mm -hmm. buddy, uh, who's Chris from... Chris the Swiss, we call him. Yeah, yeah. With all the, the daddy helper wine. Right. <laughs> Last episode. He showed us photos of his wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for sending those photos in, Chris. Um, yeah, It's you're, still there. I can't believe you have well, probably different boxes by now. Probably. Oh, 100. It's like a different box every day. But... His photos. He's got one boxes. in the garage. I one in, One underneath the sink in the bathroom. I'm like, that's genius. Uh, in the toilet tank, he had in one. The like toilet the, tank. The bag what was is floating. this prison? It's <laughs> making Pruno. It's like pretty woman where she puts her money in there. Okay. Continue. One time, Christian. Uh, so I hear this noise. I'm at my house. I'm sitting in the backyard. Uh, not my house, but my old roommate Joe's house. I was like, we don't have a backyard. And I hear this <laughs> screeching noise. And I'm like, what the hell is that noise? I go outside and there's a Volkswagen minibus. And the tires are smoking. Now, Jesus if you know, Christ. Uh, I love a minibus, though. But they go like three miles an hour. They're what? not particularly powerful, right? No, they're not uh, fast or agile. They're just made for the long, slow haul. The door opens up, and it's Christian Roy. Hey, guy, come on, jump in. I just got my van. And I'm like, oh. I don't think that is good. Smoking wheels you're going to get in? Yeah, yeah. It's because he hot-dogged around the corner. Oh. And he was just he was beating he was the piss the, out of yeah. his Volkswagen van. That he just purchased. Now... He and I uh, bonded over vehicles, originally like uh, motorcycles. Then we got into the woods, or the 
the deeper water with like a Unimog because he was in the Swiss military. And mm. it's like this great vehicle. Didn't can... we see one of those recently? Yeah, yeah. We saw one up at Big Bear. There's yeah. a lot of them in California. Yeah. It's I love funny, a Unimog. You always take pictures of them. Those and the international harvesters. Uh-huh. I just like mechanics and I think it's really cool. So when we go for walks, just sidebar really quickly. When Sean and I go for our walks, which is about once a week at this point, if that, um, we stop at least three or four times for him to take photos of some car. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He runs over to take a picture. And I always feel kind of creepy because I'm like, that's someone else's vehicle. And if someone's taking a photo of my car, I'd be like, scram. Yeah, it's it's uh, design. I love design. Um, I forget where I was going with that story. It probably just had to do with... Uh, you got back in the van? Oh, yeah. We, we went we hot went dogging off. around this uh, in this Volkswagen uh, minibus, you know, and uh, I don't know where I was going with this. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. I have, <sighs> I have a note and a funny story. Oh, no. Especially, so okay. to, just to wrap it up. Uh, so Christian, yeah, exactly. okay. Christian shows up and he's playing punk music and I'd never heard it before, but it was German punk music from like the oh. early 80s. And he's like, it's my favorite band. Uh, if you guys don't know, Swiss people speak. Italian, French, and German, but mainly but German. But mainly, it's like high German, is that right? I don't know. Swiss German. Yeah, I think low, it's Swiss low German. German. <laughs> I think it's Sideways called Swiss German. German. But either way, so there's a lot of, like when we were in Zurich, yeah. almost everything was in German. I couldn't tell because they were speaking some funny language. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> uh, no, Sean and I, that was the first time we've been somewhere where we had no legs. Like in my somewhat knowledge of Spanish and your knowledge of French. Yeah, there was nothing. Because we were not in a romance language area. We were in Hello. Germanic. <laughs> I was like... Oh, no. But almost everybody spoke English. Have you designed? But remember menus? I was like, English? I'll have the schnitzel, please. And a beer. Well, I was know. like, I think that means cheese. And I think that word means mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> I will have the cheesy mayonnaise schnitzel, please. Okay, so he was listening to... Die Toten Hosen. Oh, or, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm Canadian. I thought it was Die Toten Hoser. No, that's a bad joke. Uh, so we took <laughs> off in this uh, Volkswagen bus to drive around the hills of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the area, um, listening to this German punk music, which was great, uh, with this Swiss guy who was just having the time of his life. I, it was just an experience that's like burned into my yeah. mind, you know? Um, anyways, but then, uh, fast forward several years, you mm-hmm. and I are living in Santa Monica and we're on a walkabout like we tend to do. Mm-hmm. And in a window of, oh, I had also, since I, I found out that he, he, my friend liked this music and he's like, I can't find their music, you know, Oh, yeah, this was before COVID even, because this was out in an apartment complex, I remember. Yeah, but you know what I did? I went on to Shazam or one of these LimeWire things, and I mm-hmm. pulled, I probably shouldn't say this, but I pulled the whole library and uh, of that band, and I sent it to my buddy. I was like, thanks, you know, here, here you go. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, you and I were walking around, and we saw a sticker for this band. Mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot about it, because it's not like in my regular play also we're not in a german speaking yeah. area yeah yeah so i took a picture of it and i sent it to him and he's like ah <laughs> it was so excited. he goes they're big there i said no come on man. no i just happened to see this and sent it to you <laughs> yeah yeah they should be bigger he said you know they're they're very good i was like probably yeah it's, it's good music yeah anyways funny. that's that's my germanic story for oh, the day chris the swiss okay um, so my funny story is that <laughs> i always think of this because when you're a new driver Okay, you're out on the road. You're a you new driver. You take your clothes off. You, you're you're driving down the road. No. You're a nude driver. Sean, come on. No. So when you're 16 or if your other places, you're 18 or whenever you decide to get your license. Yeah. If you're new to driving, you're 
you're just a little nervous, a little slower to make decisions, which can make you a little more dangerous, right? Like I got my license and I want to say it was like six months later, I had like a little bump, like a fender bender kind of thing. It was with a girl I went to high school with because that's just the story of my life. And it's a small town. Um, everything was fine. I think it cost us 400 bucks and I had to pay it back. Blah, blah, blah. It was fine. So anyways, there's this really funny story. And I think it's, it's potentially funnier in my head because I was there, but I'm going to try to bring you in with me. So I'm writing... So in my, my little hometown, there is a main drag and I believe it's just Main Street. Maybe it's something else. I don't really know. Because when you grow up somewhere, it sounds weird. You don't always know street names. You're just like, I don't know. It's left by the Dairy Queen and then right up the street by the, you know, Ashley's house. And you're like, yeah, I have no idea. But I think it's Main Street. So you go down this main drag and it goes by um, two main schools. So the elementary school and the... Well, it's like kind of the elementary school split into two because it's like kindergarten and first grade in the below it. And then up the block a little is like third and fourth. So a bunch of kids are getting out of school and I'm leaving from high school and I have to go to soccer practice and I have to go through this area and I have to turn left. Okay. So my friend Ashley and I are in the car. We're headed to soccer practice. I'm a new driver. Ashley, I'm like, I was really old for my grade. So I turned 16 in October. So it was like right into my sophomore year where most people was later in the year. So I was the one to drive. So we get in my car, load up all our soccer shit, you know, and we were heading over to practice and the practice had been moved because the boys were playing on another field. So whatever. So I'm trying to turn left right by those schools. And I just didn't have time. There's too much traffic. I could just never turn left and there was no arrow. And I hadn't lived in California yet, so I wasn't just like, hey, when it turns yellow slash red, you just fucking go, man. Just bust it. Because that's what everybody does here. It doesn't really matter. And I'm pretty sure I could have gotten away with it then. But you guys, it's like a really bad comedy skit where we sit there and we... (laughs) My blinker on. And there's like no room to go. Can't go. And then Ashley be like, maybe we can... No, 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 we can't go. And I'd be like, no. (laughs) And for like light after light, we probably creeped like... Until finally, I told her the light was coming green. And I was like, when this one goes red, we're just going to gun it. <laughs> that was our decision. We'd sat through like five lights of like, could I? No. No. And so I squealed wheels. That's the one and only time I squealed wheels. Light goes yellow. Red, the car stopped. Bust out of there down. And we were like, whoa. We made it. We felt so wild and crazy but we legitimately sat there for i don't even know how long you guys i love seeing new drivers i don't give the i give them plenty of room oh yeah i don't want to stress them out they're already stressed out i'm sure i was like this i really enjoy it the wheel with my mouth open eyes wide open scared out of my mind the excitement of driving a car for you know in the early stages is pretty cool yeah um my little what was it 89 honda accord light blue with chrome above the wheels it's probably still on the road i had a little hawaiian lady that my friend kelsey gave me she danced on the <laughs> you know what blows me away hmm. um is how long vehicles last here in california and i'm sure in other states in the southwest because it's dry i don't think washington's that rough on them either to be honest i don't see as many uh older cars as i do here oh yeah people in california can keep cars forever it's amazing that uh Christoph and i were talking about that how Older cars from Arizona, New Mexico, California, like they last forever. The when I, growing up in Quebec, uh, they use salt 
mixtures on the road and it's yeah. really corrosive. So, and it happens in other places as well. Uh, I know yeah, in like Massachusetts. I'm going to say Ohio, maybe even Indiana. It, yeah. Most places use some sort yeah. of uh, slurry of, uh, it's like a salt mixture in every mm -hmm. state or province, I'm sure designs their own. In fact, I know they do. Larry's told us about yeah, that. Yeah, my mom and you. Yeah. Uh, but in Quebec, they use a particularly toxic mix that eats your boots, you know, when you're walking around in winter, like, I, I don't know if it still is because this is 20 plus years ago. But yeah, you know? wouldn't that be toxic though, even when they scrape up the snow then and put it oh, in yeah. those huge piles? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that going in the water? Yeah, and... it's bad for the environment, I'm I'm sure. Pretty that, sure. Because um, I know Washington, the one that Larry was talking about is like all organics, like honey and my mom, my mom sure got it, it on her pants and she was like, I don't know what the fuck is in it, but it smells like dog shit. And it literally smelled like horrible, like poop. They're probably mixing manure with it or something. There's some organic poop, poop, compound poop, poop, poop. that's mm -hmm. okay. It's horrible. Um, but it destroys vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. And in Quebec, like it wasn't uncommon for, you know, underneath your carpets, uh, your rubber mats or whatnot, like there's holes in the floor pan of your car and it's not like the car is that old or wow. the, the pillars, uh, Ooh. The pillars along your uh, windshield, you know, get eaten and you, you'll see, oh yeah, yeah, you'll see bubbles of where like the rust bubbles underneath the paint start showing up. So vehicles just don't last as long. However, well, your sister said that that's why they lease them because yeah, it's so the, rough it's, on your It doesn't car. make sense to buy. You might as well lease. Otherwise, potholes and that, that oh, salt the, gets in all the, in, in every nook and cranny, it just corrodes everything. Yeah. So, and the roads in Montreal are particularly bad. Yes. So a car that's typically like a decade old. If, if it's it, done, I mean, no, but it, it's, it's got some, it exhibits some issues, you know, uh, whether it's plastic or rubber seals go, it's just bad. So growing up the, 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 the dream cars there, oh, it's a Southwestern car. Like you want a Mustang that's old. Yeah. This thing spent its life in Arizona because mm -hmm. it's dry and it just doesn't pair. <clears throat> it doesn't rot as much, you know, yeah. uh, but living here now, it's amazing to see some of these vehicles, you're like, my God, it looks like it rolled off. Oh, yeah, I like mean, a Toyota Corona. Oh, yeah. Remember, That's a my real friend Sarah fancy. had one of those when, when she was learning to drive. It was a stick shift. Yeah. And um, there, it's a really old car. They don't even make it anymore, I don't no, think. No, you're talking about the Corolla? No, Corona. Oh, it's probably from like the late 70s. I'm going to look it up because it's a Toyota Corona. And we used to joke like, we're going to get in the Rona, which that was before COVID was a thing. And Can't say that anymore. I apologize. Hey, but, um, you know what? Or, mm -hmm. Sorry, did you have any no, more on that? No, mm -mm. I was just going to look up a Toyota Corona. Uh, terrible news this week um, or at the end of last week. You just want to bring things down? No, I just, I mean, just, just something that caught my eye in the news. Um, there's a TV show called Wipeout and. We actually enjoyed watching it. We watched it once. Yeah. So American Ninja Warrior and Wipeout. These are like two shows where the contestants go yeah, through. Yeah, they stopped making the Corona in 2001. Really? Yeah, but they made it from 19, July of 1957 to December of uh, 2001, the wow. Toyota Corona, hmm. not the Corolla. It's probably Corona. offered different marketplaces around the world. Um, Maybe, I, but through 10 generations. Wow, amazing. But anyway, okay, continue. No, just these shows, I think they're so darn dangerous. Uh, American Ninja you just Warrior. You into a dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So darn dangerous. I don't know why people do it. I don't. Um, American Ninja Warrior, while I make fun of the title because that's not ninja. No, it's not ninja. That is not ninjutsu. But it's, it's just where to, you're not, you know, it's marketing you're throwing stars. But uh, I ask you, why are you wearing, Koala uh, Kai? Uh, you know, Adidas gear? You should be wearing, you know, your ninja tabby boots and stuff. But so these people mm -hmm. run this course and they're amazing athletes. I don't want to take anything away from mm -hmm. it. There is a sister show called Wipeout 
and wipe out is on water and they shoot them out and they they've got all sorts of obstacles and it's, and it's usually like regular people and then some like athletes mm -hmm. and it's it's a course that's above uh the ground uh by let's say 20 feet so they're they're doing all sorts of things typically above i think like in an elevated uh above the water Yes. Because if they fail or miss, they always end up in the water. Which to me looks like a little child's pool. It doesn't look like it's a 10-foot deep pool. So if you're falling... It looks pretty deep, but I don't know. It almost looks like a lake that they've created. But anyway, what happened? Get to the point here. Someone died last week. In How? This... What happened? Well, they fell, and I think they were transported to the hospital, and they, they ended up passing away. And I don't say this lightly, but my God, what are these shows doing? Like game shows i remember they you know like oh it's fear factor it's a well, little do we crazy know what, why they died though because i think trauma blunt force trauma like they okay because i was like depending on what it was like it could be oh they had this pre-existing condition no 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 no, no. and they had a heart attack or something. it was an accident on the set Ooh. and then i was Hope reading their insurance is good i think it's the los angeles times mm -hmm. uh sorry nbc los angeles okay um the article i was reading they had interviewed an emt mm -hmm. uh who was hired you know this yeah they have people on yeah staff. emergency medical technician or, always yep um they're on standby mm -hmm. in case there's an accident at a sporting event yeah he says and i don't know if this is true or not but every time they filmed they would take people to hospital at least three different people would go how are they having the green light to keep making these then what's it your insurance look, policy it does look crazy dangerous though. oh my god does it ever and i always said to myself um well, Sean, you are a wild man. You will never, you know, you should never be on a show like that because, you know, like the falls that they take are mm. are, are just devastating. And so sure enough, um, someone passed away. I, I don't know if the show will come back. Hopefully not, because if it's that dangerous, it shouldn't come back. Exactly. It I was mean, fun to watch, but it's also one of those where you're like, ooh, like you shouldn't have people because one of the things was having them hold on to this metal circle while they spun them, remember? And yeah. they had to try to keep holding but if you moved your hands at all, it would twirl your arms up and you'd have to fall. And I was like, someone's going to break an arm. And also, if you break your arm and then you fall into the water, let's hope you don't drown. Yeah. Like, come on. But it seems like we're pushing uh, for, for the pleasure of the audience. We're mm -hmm. pushing people or people are willing to do more and more crazy things. Like, let's That's, one up, one up, one up. I feel like YouTube is a kind of cause that. Yeah. Not that YouTube is to blame, but people on YouTube. It's almost in the same way that like... Um, you know, drama gets views. So I'm going to make it more drama. And, and the vloggers are pretending people are breaking into their house and shit like that. It's like, it's not right. Yeah. Sensationalism needs to yeah, it's like, pump the brakes. <laughs> so anyways, I, you know, just for the sake of people who are trying to get famous or make a little bit of money, I hope I this know, show is... It's not worth it. I hope it's I don't pulled, think out. So either. pulled off. Okay. Yeah. I have another note or letter. Yes. This is from Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. It says, Katie and Sean, sorry for the sad topic, but we all should know. Dead penguins. I never knew this. Did you ever wonder why there are no dead penguins on the ice in Antarctica? Where do they go? I never thought about that before. Wonder no more. <laughs> it's a known fact that the penguin is a very ritualistic bird. It is. It's true. If you ever watched, uh, what was it called? Was it the March or something? where the March of the Penguin or whatever, where they showed how they have to have babies. And they, like, the the, yeah, I think it was the women, I think, have the egg and then the men sit on it and the women go to get food, I think, and come back or something. And not all of them make it. And anyways, and the babies come and they find their mothers. It's kind of, it's very cute and very cool. Okay. And they mate for one season. Like, that's their, it's their penguin. Just once? 
I oh no, so. no, they mate forever. They're they're mated and then for for I life. I don't think forever. I think that's lobsters. Lobsters mate for life. <laughs> no penguins do. That's too. why Friends is like you're my lobster. He's ah. your lobster. Um, I don't know if they mate for life. Maybe they do. I know there's something like that. They mate longer than most animals, I guess. So wonder no more. It is a known fact that the penguin is a very ritualistic bird and lives an extremely ordered and complex life. Penguins are extremely committed to their family and will mate for life. Answered our question. Thanks, Aaron. As well as maintain a form of compassionate contact with their offspring throughout the remainder of their life. That's so cute. If a penguin is found dead on the ice surface, other members of the family and their social circle dig a hole in the ice using their vestigial wings. Are you shitting me? And beaks until the hole is deep enough for the dead bird to be rolled into and buried. After packing the ice back in the hole, the male penguins then gather in a circle around the fresh grave and sing, Freeze a jolly good fellow. No. Hey, she's, a cho- she's joking. You didn't really believe that. Um, I don't know anything about penguins. Did you? It's so easy to fool people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, they really dig a hole? I mean, you got me. <laughs> Congratulations, Aaron. You, you got me. Us. You tricked us. It was such a good story. I really enjoyed it a lot. I wish that that happened. Yeah. Wow. I, I, they probably just go into the water. I'm going to tell that story as if it's true from now on. Sean loves shit like this. Now you've just, you've created a monster. Okay. Says Katie, I found you at the beginning of C-19 and you helped me so much. C-19. Hmm. I wonder if that's Oh, COVID-19. Oh. We got to get used to this lingo. It's the time. The time is nigh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Watch your hands. It's the hip language uh, that kids are using. Just... <laughs> I found you at the beginning of COVID-19. You've helped me so much, and I'm truly grateful. Sean and Katie, thanks for the awesome podcast. Keep them coming. Far away fist bump. Hugs, Aaron. Thank you for the funny joke. I enjoyed that very much. Man, I got I got taken on that one. It's all in the way you Hook, sell it. And you got to sell it. Yeah. It was good. Also, they are really ritualistic birds. People know that. So there's the thing about a good lie that I'm learning is there always has to be a little truth in it. Mm-hmm. The reason I learned that is I was doing a, was doing research for a narcissistic video months ago, and they were like, narcissists get you because they'll have like one little bit of truth that they think you might believe, and then they spin the whole lie around that truth. And I was like, God damn it, it's so believable. Got me. Start out with the truth, and then before you know it, I'm in over my head. I like it. So. I thought of some alliteration. I think I wrote something. <gasps> you wrote something. Yeah. Okay. No. Sean's a writer. You heard it here first. Uh, for those of you out there, I think everyone knows what alliteration is, but I, I, I suspect it's like you start the word with... The letters are all the same, so it would be also like... Or sound, letter or sound, yes. right? Okay. Well, sound sound isn't... Yes, I guess roughly, yeah. For the sake of this, yes. It's like in the starting of the letter or the sound. So like use alliteration a lot when you're writing titles for... You'll notice uh, whether it's marketing campaigns or on a newspaper, it'll be like... Uh, Pleasant Papa pleases. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. I can't even keep it going. The pleasant Papa pleases, apparently. I just, okay. I mean, f- f- sh- sh- well, uh, what'd you write? I was watching a science uh, podcast the other day and they talked about fomites. What's fomites? Fomite is an object or material which is likely to carry infections uh, such as cloth, utensils, and furniture or furniture. So like just surfaces. Any basically. surface, yeah, any where material a, where, is a fomite. Yeah, where a virus or bacteria can hang out until okay, someone Okay, so like it up. stainless steel. Well, I guess it said silverware, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. It has to be sanitized. Okay, Yep. got it. 
So I wrote, Formica, Fomites, forever. Unless, bleach. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I don't know if it's good, but th is that a form of poetry? Is that a haiku? Haiku? I don't even have to count your syllables. God bless you, Katie. <laughs> but Formica, is it Formica or Formica? You know that uh, that that fake surface that uh, was really popular in the 60s? Uh, I, it's like I, a plasticky... Formica sounds best better, but I don't even know what that is. So mm. like you're speaking words to me that sound it's, familiar but i don't know why to my knowledge it's like a, a material that people use for countertops or whatnot it's uh, so again i'll you know read it one more time because i think it's beautiful mm. <clears throat> i'm ready formica fomites forever unless bleach i wonder if that is a haiku we'd have to Thank count you. the syllables <laughs> I don't know, because I think, isn't haiku like 575 five or something? I don't forget. I don't that know. Amount. I mean, I, I write this stuff for the people out there. They may like it. They may not want me to ever do poetry again. But I promised someone that I would write some Vogon poetry. Um, Who did you promise this to? Oh, in one of our earlier episodes for my, not. yeah, for our Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fans. Oh. Uh, there's a, in the book, a, a, a species, a race from outer space that. Um, a race from outer space. In your face, uh, no. But they it's getting wild with the hands they're again. They're the construction workers of space, and they when they're going to destroy the Earth, it's mm -hmm. the the Vogons who show up that you know are making this intergalactic highway. Mm -hmm. They destroy the Earth. In the book, they jump on the the Vogon ship, and then they when they're discovered to be stowaways, the um, the Vogons say, "You have a choice. You can either listen to our poetry, oh, or God. you can get off the plane into outer space." So you probably get the off the ship. plane into outer space because their poetry because it's be bad. so bad, and that's what the uh, I think it's Ford Prefect or whatever says that we, we should just get we out of the, just get, get out off of the, the spaceship because this is going to be bad. And so he starts to read it, and they skedaddle. Anyways, <laughs> they're like, "We're out of here." Yep. Ah! Um, I'm still loving that that was a joke. Freeze a god, jolly good fellow, so good. Okay. Our audiences, uh, they're, they're very good writers. They're funny. I Wait, appreciate I? it. Oh, you moved appreciate things around. Appreciate it very That's much. Why. Okay. Do we want to move into another? Sure. Are we, are we done with these for today? Uh, we can read letters another time. Um, okay, we, we can save these for later. Yep. Um, next week's letters will be read. And Don't worry. Be they judged. Won't, they won't be forgotten. Yeah. What else you got in your notes? Baby. Um, I don't know. Let me see here. I have some stuff. I have. Some I had my stuff. bean stuck at the light, afraid to turn it on a red at sixteen. That was the thing that we just talked about. Oh, um, yes. What's your note? People who are uh, transgender yes. is a very interesting topic to me because I hear it in the news a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I listen mean, news is a strong word. I think it's more like on social media. No, just in general, this is something a topic that maybe Do wasn't. You think it's been on the news. Yeah, just in general. Okay. Uh, it's it's in the lexicon of yes. you know that. We're all talking about it, and, and I don't have a, um, I mean, some people politicize it, other people don't, but that's not really what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I heard a term okay. that, uh, so trans would be your... your um, Transitioning, I think that's why that term yeah, is trans. From uh, male to female or female, or female to male. M to F, F um, And I don't know if there's other variants, but those I think are, that's it yeah. that so, I've heard of, but you guys could educate us. Uh, I heard a new term, and I think this is fantastic. And the thing that was I found interesting is transhuman. So we're at a stage where we're we're transitioning as as a species. Is this like into like a smart human, like with more yeah. like robotic? Certainly is. Um, wow. and, and I think that there's so there's two different flavors of this. There's transgenetic and transhuman. 
Uh, so but it's I'm, transgenetic. Right, exactly. And I, this is actually I where I was going to I am not a robot. So I am not a robot. Transhuman would be, um, we're, we're starting to transition as a species into uh, techno like hybrid between human and technology. So right now mm. we have a cell phone and therefore we're, 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 we're enhanced, right? Eventually we won't be holding the phone. Eventually this technology is going to be uh, strapped to your wrist or implanted. It already is strapped to a lot of people's wrists. That's right. That's and terrifying to me Does it then uh, go inside the body? And the answer is yes, because we have... Uh, Pacemakers and um, uh, metal hips and stuff and uh, all sorts of things. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, people are, are enhanced now and we're living longer. So that would be, I think, transhuman where, and it's, where does it stop, right? Like at what point do we, uh, do we become this, uh, a cyber human, uh, you know, cyber cyborg. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, would you, if, Terminator. if you Sorry, could I'm have just here to make noises, <laughs> uh, but if you could have uh, robotic eyes because your eyes are failing you, let's say your vision mm -hmm. is, is going slowly or well, we, is it because we've been watching agents of shield? Well, there is that, uh, agents of shield, the dark horse podcast, uh, other, uh, other podcasts, like mm -hmm. just hearing people talk about, uh, the future. And then I heard this thing transgenetic and I said, what the F, what the F to, to what is this, you know? And this is very interesting <laughs> to me because the concept of transgenetic is that we're, we're playing with the genes, mm -hmm. the genome. Mm -hmm. Now that we've sequenced the genome, mm -hmm. which by the way, just happened, you know, recently relative to you know how long they've been talking about what the gene is okay but now we've sequenced it it used to cost i think in i don't know uh, when they did it in like 2000 and i don't know someone will fact check me but let's just say 2005 or 2006 it's not in your notes no he keeps checking his notes it's not in your notes but okay. it, this blew me away it used to cost one billion dollars to sequence a billion with a b yep jesus now the technology is down to like 600 bucks you can send in your own dna mm -hmm. And you can have it sequenced, I think. I could be getting all Why this wrong. Why would you want it sequenced again? Explain that to me. I think that the idea is that once you've sequenced your own genes, then you can um, perhaps know that you, you, you have something that's that's wrong with you. It's oh, another you way of like, examining. Oh, you have the gene, because they know about the genes for breast cancer, or the genes for this, that, and the yeah. other kind of stuff. Uh, which, I gotcha. which is turned on, which is turned off. Like, are you predisposed mm. to a certain illness? And can you then prevent you it, it in advance? you put it in the CRISPR and you change it? Exactly. And that's CRISPR is like the gene editing where they... Yeah, that shit like okay. blew my mind. So for those of you at home who don't know uh, what CRISPR is, and I'm going to do a horrible job of describing it's it. It's essentially gene editing. Yeah. Like uh, I'm going to tape these You're two like, pieces well, I together. Like, I like this. I don't like this. Like yeah. you just take it out. Right. Yeah. So... That was um, like, what, six years ago when they started doing that? Anyway, continue. Do me a favor. Google At home, Google glowing bunnies. Okay. Uh, you so there are certain creatures in nature mm -hmm. that glow. Yeah, like They're fish phosphor. and uh, bugs and yeah, there's different things. Yep. I mean, look at uh, well, I guess fireflies don't really like glow. Well, they kind of do, right? So, I don't know what you mean by glow. I guess. Yeah, well, some they light up. Yeah, exactly. Some some species have the ability to to produce uh, like their jellyfish. Own. Yeah, they're so cool. Okay, I could watch them all all night. They're like mesmerizing and relaxing. As they started. Uh, futzing with that's a good i think that's probably yiddish futzing um sounds like it would be Don't a good know if yiddish it is. word i love a good yiddish word mm -hmm. uh so when they started playing with this in the early stages they looked for ways to to not just do it theoretically but mm -hmm. to to actually um test it out in the lab okay 
that no bunnies were hurt. Well, bunnies were probably hurt. But what they did is... <laughs> don't make sweeping statements when you don't know. When you Google this, it's going to blow your mind. Glowing bunnies. Okay. They took mm-hmm. other creatures' DNA yep. that can glow, let's say a, a jellyfish. Okay. And then they spliced it onto a cute bunny rabbit. And now bunny rabbits can glow at night. Wow. It's like a nightlight, but a bunny, which I think is really cute. And It's also the, dangerous for their species because then, they, poof, they're dead. No, no, no. They're, they're fine. These things are living happy lives. Um, I think they've got this down. Now. No, I meant that the things can find them so easily. They can't hide. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, here I am. Hello, hello. Not so good for the rabbit in the wild. No. This is the worst camouflage I've ever had. It'll weed itself out immediately. Yeah. But what a, what an interesting thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like for 600 bucks, if I send my uh, DNA, and, and I know there's things you don't want to be on a list. You don't want people to have your DNA or whatever this is, blah, blah, blah. But we're going down this road anyways, right? If it doesn't you mean could, you have to be in the car. No, I totally get it. But it's going to happen whether we like it or not. We're on the cusp. Like when I look at where we are right now, I think about looking at a photo of my great-grandfather Wearing a duster coat, which is like a long... Mm-hmm. I know what a duster is. Yeah. I'm a lady. I know what a duster is. Right. How dare you? Uh, with a horse and buggy doing construction work in, uh, I think it's Tecumseh or something like that, Ontario. You know, like this is a different era. It looks like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. This is uh, before cars really hit the streets, you know? Like, yeah, this like is my great grandma. The turn of the last century, not even this century, the last century. So mm-hmm. it's, we're not that far along. A hundred years later... You can turn a bunny into a glowing bunny. Now, so you're looking at I like, like you're comparing horse and buggy to glowing bunny. We're just living in a completely different it, era than my great grandfather lived in. Of course. Like, so Technology advanced. moves at a very fast pace. It did not used to move this quickly, but we had the industrial revolution. Um, technology. Yes. And now you have glowing bunnies. Now, you could say to yourself, uh, is a glowing bunny that that cool? Kind of. But does it serve any purpose? Not no. really. However, give that tool to a human. For 600 bucks. You want to glow like a bunny or like a maybe jellyfish? Maybe a glow worm, you know, but like people will do this, right? Just sleep in your own bed. It's going to keep me up at night. I know. Turn the <laughs> nightlight off, you asshole. I can't sleep. Um, yeah. But can you imagine like the ability and, and to sequence your own genome now? Now, of course, the, the CRISPR action mm-hmm. pro- and it's probably not safe for humans now, but it's coming. And so within 10 years what well, people kind of world are already are... doing if you think about it people are already doing this when it comes to like ivf and stuff where they're picking certain not genes per se but they're picking like boy girl selective you can be selective in a lot of ways and even i remember one of my close friends was going through ivf and she paid extra to get tested for like sickle cell and all these other genetic issues down syndrome you can even you get like the amniotic fluid there's all sorts of ways and we know how to test for things like that mm. And to ensure that the embryo that they implant is like the best that you can do. Right. The um, most viable. Yeah. Most viable with no issues, no limitations, things like that. It makes sense if you want the mo- the best for your children that, you know, I'm going to save money. I'm going to send them to the best school. Yeah. Why wouldn't I start off with the best kid? It's just a slippery slope that we are going to go through. Well, people used to be completely adverse to IVF being like you're playing God and if you can't get pregnant naturally you shouldn't have kids and now it's like eh, I'm gonna roll the dice well it's not even that it's like most people are like oh we tried for a little bit but we're just gonna do IVF because do you know what I mean Mm because it's like we don't have time to wait and we should be you know we should be getting pregnant kind of thing yeah so it is interesting what what starts off is like oh shocker and then becomes like completely normal everyday conversations yeah. like i have uh, two friends right now who are going through ivf 
And that's just from the ones that have told me. Who knows how many people are going through it that I don't know. Science is moving so fast mm -hmm. and I still can't program my VCR. What am I doing with a VCR, VCR. you may ask? <laughs> I don't know. I it's can't. where I keep my bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Technology with Katie and Sean. It's our new <laughs> podcast for next year. I do. Do you ever have a moment where you like miss your VHS tapes, like some shows you had from back in the day? Oh, I had some good ones. I used to get in trouble for... Uh, kind of hoarding VHS tapes. And then do you remember you get several labels with your cassettes or VHS? Like when you bought no, blank ones. Oh, blanks. Yes. You'd get the things you could stick on to write what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So your sister maybe, or your mom records Oprah or whatever, Yeah. but you know, you had access to labels. So you'd slap a new label over it, you know, and, yeah, and re-record over yeah. like whatever they wanted, which would get I, you in trouble. I was notorious for that, but you would have been killed in my house. Faulty Towers was important to record and you know so get your own tape <sighs> technology we, everybody had their own tape and you gotta record over your own shit if you want more shit yeah it's your tape you know what blows me away with all this technology that we have what? um that apps like instagram or snap chisel or uh don't pretend that you're not cool when you know what they're called and, i love uh, tiktok but the filters so they use funny. yeah degrade the excellent quality that you get out of your camera so like but nobody wants to see my pimples and pimple patch i want to look you want pretty. the 80s it's, you know, it's like, just fun yeah i know but it's interesting it's like painting with watercolor or painting but with... the thing about tiktok that you need to know is it's not about the film quality at all it's about the way you use those tools to tell a hilarious story but for instance I'm gonna be a like that duet star, so. with the cat going rah, rah, it's like my butt my butthole my bone it's because of the duet, which is using a tool. That person didn't even create anything new. They just interpreted what the cat was saying, made it so hilarious. Yeah. You'll have to show me how to use these tools because I think that... You just learned stories on Instagram, so let's just like pace. Let's just pacing yourself. But everyone is an editor. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been saying this for years. Ever since I learned how to edit uh, film mm -hmm. on a, a six-plate Steenbeck machine back in the, the 90s... Um, I was like, editing is amazing to be able to to tell a story with different materials. And it's the same thing when someone's doing a scrapbook. Mm -hmm. It's just learning how to scrapbook in this new environment. TikTok makes it incredibly easy. Like YouTube is, there's a barrier of entry where you have to record the material, edit it in a standalone editor, yeah. and then upload, unless you're live broadcasting. Well, you can broadcasting. do it from your phone, but I guess you have to have a phone that has like iMovie or some kind of editing software in it. Yeah and do it yeah so it is a little bit higher but tiktok is super easy and wonderful and it's i love the duet feature i love so much about tiktok it's really funny and i find there was this guy that i found online i was going to go to bed early one night and then i couldn't because i started y'all killing so hard. No. he's a guy in britain somewhere um and he's a teacher but he, he does like uh i think it's just like called strange things on the internet or funny things on the internet, number one. And he's gone up to like 80. So he just shows ridiculous memes. And I tell you what, like one of these memes, okay? It's someone, a mom posted on Facebook and then it got clipped and shared because anything you put on the internet never goes away. And she said, so funny story. Today at the park, my daughter was coming, um, you know, playing around in the play set. Like, I don't even know what you'd call it. I'm totally fucking this up. But in the playground, they have like a play set, play area. And she was about to hit her head. Like and a jungle gym? Yeah, jungle gym. That's okay. probably, I guess, the best descriptor. And I said, you know, Bonnie Duck. And she looked at me, did the same thing and said quack and whacked her head. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit like that. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh my God, I died. It's so funny. Anyway. And then my one of my favorites, and this is the last one I'll share, okay. is that one where it's uh, it's Kermit the Frog and he's looking out a rainy window and he's like, so longing. And the, the meme says, I wonder whatever happened to the people who asked me for directions. <laughs> what? I don't get it. You're horrible giving directions. You have no idea where you're going. You're giving people direct. It'd be like me giving people directions. I'm horrible directions. Uh. <laughs> I always wonder what happened to them. Did they make it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that you, you have good direction sense. I do not. Uh. Imagine me in Montreal and somebody's like, hey, I'm trying to get over to, I don't know, insert place. I want to get, uh, not an orange Julius, orange julep. How do I get to orange julep? Or I want a good steamy. Where's the best steamy place? And if I was a jackass and like thought I kind of knew and yeah, was like, yeah. I'll figure it out while I tell them. It was like, I don't know. So you, you're you going to go down four blocks and you're going to take a right. And then I'm just making shit up. Make a right past the Dairy Queen. You're going to see uh, what's her name's house. And then you're going to keep going. You were telling us directions. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you'll see Ashley's, Ashley's house. house. And then you're going to go and you're going to go past. And then the place where we had that funny soccer game. Yeah, that one time in that park. That's not a park ow, anymore. Ow, but now ow. it's a. Oh. My foot is cramping. Oh, I got to put, put weight on. on it. Stand up. Uh, why does that happen? You probably. Oh, I need bananas. You need to drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You need to have more bananas. <sighs> well, on that note, I well, got no, to stand up and walk around. We... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jesus criminy Christ. <laughs> I'll just fight through it. Fight through it. Oh, my God. Anyways, that those are the directions that I would give and people will get lost because they have no idea what I'm referencing. Yeah. So anyway, those memes are funny and I think that guy's funny and Sean's going to die. So we're going to have to go. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. And we will read your notes. Don't think that we're not. And send in more of your ridiculous holiday stories because the holidays are not over yet. Okay, are you going to live? No, I got rid of it. I worked it out while you were... Thank you for covering for me. I always, always. But anyways. This has been one hell of a ride today, hasn't it? I give it a three apple biscuits out of a pony ride and mm. a what are the, the same things? as leprechauns to Yeah. What is it that Stanley says? What what's the ratio of uh shroot bucks to Stanley Nichols? The same as uh unicorns to leprechauns. <laughs> on that note, um I think you know where we're heading. If you get a chance and you're listening to this on Apple or wherever you're yeah, listening. Give us a review. Leave a review. Um, we hope that we brought you some smiles. Yep. Um, and share it with a friend. That's all we ask. Those are your instructions for this week. Await further instructions. You've got two days. <laughs> okay. Bye. We'll see you guys later. Bye.